Good evening. Welcome to CORE, everybody. This is CORE for Thursday, August 18th, 2022. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger here talking about video games and the world that affects them. That'd be our world. Uh, we got a lot to say today. A lot of stuff happened in the last couple of days. So we're going to get to all of that. I just want to give a little drop a little hint top of the show. Scott finished a game today. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. A big one, too. A big AAA title. <laughs> I finished a big game. It was the big one. A big boy game. And it came out <laughs> came out in 2017. So I'm really on top of timing uh, on this thing. Can I'll I sp- ask you something, though, Scott? Yeah, go ahead. Did you start from the beginning? Oh, in this run through? No. Or did you load up an old save? I, old, I loaded up my 30-hour save that I had for previous. Okay, so yeah. when did you start this save? Uh, 2017. <laughs> When it came out, and then <laughs> beat it today. Finally went. Well, I played it all week, Wait, but I finally beat John, it. John, are you calling a foul on the? There's play? no foul. It's the same. I'm the one that well, played it. John's face is telling me a different story. So uh, I, think I gotta... mean, like, how is that a foul? Know, it depends. It depends on what the benchmark is. Like, <laughs> is it Scott just finishing any game at any time, <laughs> given any state? Like, if that's the case, then yeah, he totally beat it. Well, what's the other kind? It kind of felt implied that. It was how many games are you going to beat this year, implying that you start and finish <laughs> this year. Oh, well, if we want to get picky and say start and finish, uh, you know, I, I all bets are off. Who, who knows? But I'll finish this year. But if you're talking games I'm going to finish, uh, there's at least two that will be finished that I could tell you uh-huh. about right now. But they both happen to be older games. Therefore, saves I already had. So it's going to be the way it is. I, it's still me who played it. Giant gap between time of me finishing it. I still finished it. Okay. It's still a okay. finished video game, right? You know what? Honestly, like, not that we ever made it a competition, but if we were to make it a competition, you need all the help you can get to catch me. So <laughs> give it to him, I'm sure. Oh, shit. <laughs> I finished a game, too, this week. Oh, That geez. I played this year. Okay, that you started this year? or, or Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Oh, my God. No, that's good. I want to hear about. I'll hear all about it when we get to it. We will. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. We found a new kind of beef. Yeah, new it beef. It was solitaire. Completion beef. It. Completion beef. Yeah. Com- is that our new thing? I'll change this yep. thing. Dragon beef. I got to change dragon to be uh, to completion somehow. I'll see what I can do. All right. Time for the <laughs> yeah. news. Where will we find the word yeah. completion in a clip? Yeah. Where will that? Uh, the, probably the. I'd have to get it off the, the, what do you call it, the Webster site, which is where I probably got dragon, to be honest. All right. Hey, you guys. Big day. Big day. For gamers, the Wizards Showcase happened. And you might say to yourself, well, that's Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And it's a lot of other stuff. That was when a bunch of wizards went up on stage and lifted up their robes. Yeah, there you go. Showed everybody what they got. Uh, This is, however, video game related as Unreal Engine gets invoked in this. uh, Oh, absolutely. Yes. You know, I know we like TTRPGs are technically not video games, a video game podcast for anyone Starting to write an email. Yep. And they're not doing it. it Tangentially relates. The first one, the first big drop about this is no more additions. They're going full Xbox One with this. Or some have suggested it's a little bit more like uh, rebooting. um, Well, when games reboot, like uh, the new um, uh, Saints Row comes out this month and it's, you know, complete reboot of the series. It's not called five. It's not got some other subtitle. You're just calling it the name of the game. And that's what they're doing here. D&D is now just D&D. 
It's D&D. But there is a new edition coming. It's not really. I'm going to be the toxic one here and be like, it's a sixth edition. I mean, it is, but they're not going to, they're just not going to talk about it. Have they? They've had this cut. Yes. D&D Next is supposed to be the one ring to rule them all. And, uh, what happened with that? That it became fifth edition. Oh, that that became fifth? It's just because, look, they don't have to market it that way, but, you know, it's like, imagine if Dragonflight was like, okay, so this is patch 13, yeah. you know? And everyone's like, no, there's no more patches. So like, well, we got to, like, market somehow. Like, we, you know, yeah. it is the sixth version iteration of the rules, and I think you're going to find people, in spite of your marketing, referring to it as 5.5 or 6 or something. Don't so. you think they'll just say, like, Oh, it's version 6.12, and they can patch be more incremental with it. By patch, well, I mean, you know. they have done increments before. There's 3.5 from yeah. third edition to 3.5. So the reason why I say it could be 5.5 is because I think they've invested a lot in fifth edition, so they're not looking to make everyone rebuy books necessarily, lose their expensive purchases. Can't have but that. for sure the fifth edition handbooks are, are going to be deprecated if you're playing sixth edition yeah it's it's gonna be what it is like they're doing an open play test just like they did with five they're gonna get a lot of feedback and maybe they're thinking they won't change it as much as they will um but mo- this is my prediction that mm. it's marketing speak it's just part of the hobby there's 500 ttrpgs like i understand the impulse to be like we want to make a simple product for people to buy but I mean, rule uh, basketball rules have had different editions over the years. No one tracks it. Just what's the latest edition? What do I gotta buy? You know, like sure. that. Sure. They don't have this. I find they get overly precious about this, and I I just hate that's their code name for it is one D and D. Yeah, one D and D. Xbox one D and D. I'm like, it's kind of I don't know. I didn't like. It. Maybe you guys like it, but I didn't care for it too much. I don't. I mean, I honestly, I don't. It really affects me. Um, <laughs> it doesn't keep you up at night. No, calling the sixth edition. No, I just, I mean, I want to be able to be, have it be cohesive and make sense about rule changes and junk like that. But I don't want to. I'm, I'm not that worried about getting caught up in no I know. naming conventions and stuff. Although I will say this: this is where some people, including Microsoft, have screwed up when they start messing around with the name of their their console or service or whatever, and want to go from xbox to xbox 360 then back to xbox one and then off to xbox series s and x like they're all over the place whereas playstation's like yo what if it was ps2 three four what about five we got a five maybe a six is coming like that's simple and easy for consumers and people to just reference it and say oh that's playstation 5 or that's ps4 or that's whatever it this is maybe a little weird because DMs and people are super into it like you are, you're going to want to have a reference point. And if that reference point is, well, it's the new D&D, which isn't really called anything. It's just one D&D. But technically, it's rules six point whatever. But they aren't calling like that. That does convolute things. So I'm kind of on your side yeah. on this. Like, yeah, I mean, I was even I was having I got lost in thought about this. Uh, I need to get a life. But uh, this afternoon, like because also there are different editions of print runs of books. Like if you bought the fifth edition dungeon master guide at launch, yeah, or you bought it three or four years into its life cycle, they actually update rules and put errata and it's marketed the same cover as same book, but it's actually a different print run, a different edition <laughs> with let. So one version has less up to date rules. It's minutia. They're not going to make a big public announcement out of it. But the, the 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 person who's aware of it in me, like the hardcore nerd, is like, no, no, those books are different books. <laughs> like, 
It's a different book, and I, to me, it doesn't matter. But it wouldn't shock me to find the nerd who it matters to immensely. Like, which edition of the DMD you bought that at launch? That's oh, yeah, there. yeah. Like you know, so yeah. I'm just this is this is to make it marketing friendly, obviously, and that's probably the right call. But John, does it, it melt is, any of your cheese to know that it's they they've called it one Xbox or one Xbox? Sorry, one <laughs> Xbox, one D and D, one PlayStation. Yeah, no, I don't think it sticks. I mean, at a certain point, you know, whatever people call it is going to is going to land. If and if enough people say. Ah, you know, they they did some slight tweaking of fifth edition. We're gonna call it five point five edition. Yeah. Like that'll be what everybody calls it. That'll be what everybody knows it as. And at a certain point, they have to acknowledge it too. Um, so I I don't tend to get too worked up about it because I'll just call it by whatever it feels like. If it feels super brand new, sixth edition. If it feels like yeah, we tweaked. Fifth edition, then all right, five point five. It's a weird one to say because we're so used to the same fifth. Yeah, and fifth point five sounds weird. Uh, <laughs> doesn't seem like something you should say. Mm. So uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter to me. The thing that I always find a little laughable is the hubris of we're not going to do editions anymore it's like yes you are there will be like whether it's this or not there will be a sixth edition of dnd there will probably be a seventh edition of dnd we'll get there it might not be this it might not be for another few years we'll get there though don't make that promise because you surely going to break it yeah they said Um, that last time too i remember the fifth edition was a big deal and well done but it was like we're we're going to unify the additions. You're going to be able to bring, like, they do this every time, man. Like, it's. Yeah. Why did they do I that? Think then? It, you, it didn't you, make me mad until I went to Twitter and people were complimenting it. And then I was like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't stop complimenting. This is not a. This is not smart. You're victim. You're all falling victim to the people, market. People have short no, memories. Like they have short memories I have, of this that's stuff. That's the illness I have where I'm just like, yeah, uh, but don't you remember they did this before? Yeah. I mean, do you, Still, so do you think they turn around and go sixth edition then? That'll just, that's what they'll do? Just like they did last time? It is time? no matter what they say. Like, they may not market it. They might insist on a different name and bless them. But like John said, there will, at some point, the rules will stop serving or there'll be new goals for the company. And they'll need a revision. You know, at some point, you got to release another WoW expansion. Yeah. And like. I, I get to a degree why we do it, right? Nobody wants to go out and invest in a bunch of books if the company is going out there and going, yeah, so this is going to be uh, D&D 6th uh, edition for now. Look, we don't know how long this is going to go. Gonna be a 7th edition, folks. Mm. But this is the 6th edition. Get it now. Like, you don't go... Now I got a lot of faith in them. I'm going to throw a bunch of money at these books because they're yeah, but- clearly already thinking about the seventh edition. But it's the truth that we all know. They're, I'd rather you just say nothing, right? Don't tell me that this is the only edition you're oh. ever going to make. Don't make it too clear that this is going to be replaced soon. Just say, here's what we're making. Here's yeah. sixth edition. Here's 5.5. Whatever you want to call, call it. Say it. Just do it. I, I just keep in mind that Wizards is also the company in the same show that is releasing 500, 273 card sets and will cycle out half of those as not being legal and stru- you know what I mean? Like, oh, for magic. Con- there's constantly new editions of everything. That's the Magic the Gathering business model, right? So one guy's over here is like, yep, throw out uh, $10,000 worth of cards, and here's a new $10,000 for you to spend. And then the other company's like, okay, guys, listen. Hold on to your pants. Don't shit yourselves. Hold on to your shit. Yeah, This isn't a new edition, but (laughs) 
We're reviewing the rules and releasing some updates to the rules that will be different. But it's not a new edition. And Magic the Gathering is like, throw out your cards, buy new ones. Woo! New edition every week. <laughs> commerce! <Yeah>. Commerce! <laughs> commerce yeah. the Gathering. Uh, I, I, I think I agree. And I don't know. They're making such a weird deal out of it. But uh, they are sending out, starting today, playtest packets are available for testing some of the new rules. Who gets access to that? It's like a beta or something? Like an Anyone, opt-in? It's open beta. Yeah. Oh, interesting. John, gonna, John gets that stuff a lot. Are you guys going to look at them? Keeping up with it, but you guys going to look at them and fiddle or no? Yeah, yeah, probably look at not. it. Uh, yeah. Like just see, yeah. just see what's going on in there. I mean, look, fifth edition isn't perfect. Every now and then we run up into weird rules, things like why does this work this way? Boy, this game isn't really good for this particular type of experience. It's not so universally good that it works in every situation. I don't think any single rule set is ever going to be that, but that's certainly what they're targeting. Right. So uh, it might be interesting to see what are the areas they think there's an issue with and, and see what they're targeting for changes. But you know, it'll be what it'll be. That's kind of been my, my policy with D and D in general is it's like, all right, you guys do what you got to do. We're, you know, I, we don't play in the way that some people play. Some people play D&D as like that is their universe, that is their campaign. Whatever they put out as modules that are official wizard modules, that is Dungeons and Dragons. We we tend to use it more as just a baseline rule set to create whatever we want. So it really doesn't matter for us. Right. But for other people that matters a whole lot. It's just not I don't care. Yeah. No, I feel you. Um the the big deal for me at this event 100% the biggest deal was the D&D digital play experience. And for those who don't know what we're talking about, it's Unreal Engine powered virtual tabletop. It looks really good. Um, you can buy adventure modules like within the system. Uh, you can have digital maps. There's assets in there, all the stuff you want. I don't know if you can you know, import things you've already so been working on. but It's, it's like a 3D game. And like yeah. they made a point in their presentation to talk about how they wanted to make sure it was distinguishable from an actual video game because it's going to look that good. Apparently, yeah. that's what they said. Yeah. So, in terms of camera angles and the way they're presenting it, but essentially, uh, one of there's lots of good news in this presentation. So, because they bought D and D Beyond, they're now going to be able to sell phys- digital physical bundles. So you can buy the paper book and get digital content. So imagine buying an adventure module as a DM, and then getting an Unreal powered virtual tabletop for your friends online that looks sick hopefully integrates with D beyond i didn't see that detail but that would be the best outcome uh they own it now right you know so I, it could. makes me think like okay i'm gonna make maybe less custom adventures yeah you know but i would love for us to all play in this if this virtual play experience is really great everyone i'm guessing free to play the dm's gonna spend the money and um Everyone can play in this like sort of video game atmosphere. That, that, you know, you can't afford to buy, spend thousands on like Warforged or whatever yeah. miniature sets and all that that you see on Critical Role. Um, but since they own D and D, they own D and D Beyond now. That makes perfect sense. Why wouldn't they integrate it? Of course they they will, right? Yeah, will. it seems like that's like it seems like the way you're going to buy books in the future. Yeah with this edition, maybe even sooner, is you buy the book and get the digital book at one price. Like, there's no more buying it twice. Interesting. And um, I hope, or maybe you pay a bit more, but that's fine. Like, not buying it twice would be great. They're already expensive books to begin with. 
Yeah. And that's what I would have preferred. Like I ended up doing digital across the board because it benefited all of us instead of just me. So that's the no brainer decision is to go, well, if I buy it digitally through D and D beyond, I can do share of digital content. So Bo gets access to all of that. Even as the DM, he can use it. Like it's great for everybody. That's the smart choice, but I wanted the books for me. Um, So it was a, it was a tough call. Whenever it came time for something new to come out, uh, it's nice that I can maybe do both. Yeah, yeah. And those it, books you have forever, those are all fourth edition books I have behind me. I love that I just have them, even if I don't use them. But, you know, once they move on and D&D Beyond, that stuff we bought, John bought a lot of stuff. But, you know, me too. Hundreds of dollars, not like five buck yeah. microtransaction. Yeah. Uh, that stuff, uh, you know, goes away. And that's... It feels bad. So at the very least, having something to remember, that stuff's even useful. I'm buying second edition stuff off drive through RPG. If I had my second edition material, I might have used it. You never know what you're going to be doing in 10, 20 years. So spending that amount of money to get the book in, like that's a really consumer-friendly direction to go yeah. in. I love it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, so, so, And if it integrates into this Unreal tabletop, and makes tabletop more accessible to wider audiences. I think that's if they do it right, this could be really stellar. Yeah. As well. From what they show, they didn't show a ton, but the gra- some of the graphics in game in game, I guess, is for lack of a better way of saying it, in world or whatever, that stuff looked like they're really aiming for, not like ooh, there's a dragon, vi- vi- you know, a cool looking video game dragon. They're trying to make it look like, no, this is a virtual tabletop, and that dragon looks like a big hunk of real plastic or, or resin or whatever and all your characters are casting real shadows and it uses that what do you call that tilt shift effect where stuff actually seems like it's you know small things with a you know different fork focus for the background and foreground that all looked really really cool to me um yeah so excited and to like see that clean interface right like yeah you know, like the one thing that's kept me away from fantasy grounds i think I've used the demo. It is so chock full of menus, and Roll Twenty is yeah. a lot cleaner. But there's lots of menus and functionality to be found. And like, really, I just want put pieces down, move pieces, and yeah, you know, hit points. Maybe I don't know. Like, just some way that's like very. I feel like I'm programming a whole spreadsheet when I'm working with these DPTs <laughs> that I just don't yeah. want to do. You know? Yeah. So if it's connected to D&D Beyond, everyone has their characters, you import that. I pull it from the list from D&D Beyond. Like if everything's, the data is already in D&D Beyond. So if that can just integrate into the sweet graphics thing, then all I got to do is lay out the map yeah. and pick the pieces and I'm done. I would love it if when John rolls a virtual D20, that D20 in the world just rolls out on the table and reveals whatever his number revealed. Like that kind of stuff would be really cool. That that yeah. level of integration, that's what I want. We'll see if they and do you it. You could do like magic dice. Like you could have this weird thing where if the dice hit certain things, like this is, no one's going to like this. This is just my <laughs> brain going off. But you know, <laughs> if, if certain things happen, you know how like, uh, I don't know, just because it's a virtual space, there could yeah. be potential house rules about dice. or yeah. If a dice knocks over a dude, then... That person has to take damage or something, you know, something like that. Sure. You don't mean like spilling your Coke in the, on the table or anything like that, right? You're just No, talking. spilling your Coke on the table 
will get you a lot of aggro from the rest of the yeah. players if you mess up their sheets and sweet cards and books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if they'll replicate that, but uh, no. it looks real cool. So we'll see what that looks like the closer we get to it. Cheetos all over the pages. I'll bet we don't see that thing like out in any sort of form we can use till like 2024 or something. They said 2024. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they also got a Dragonlance campaign setting and a ward board game, a war rather board game coming out. Uh, Spell Jammer and Planescape in 2023. That's yeah, among are big some other stuff. Properties. Yeah, so those, those are big. Are, those are huge. Like the Dragonlance is huge, and like Redheaded Stepchild, they haven't done anything with it in so long, so that's really exciting. Planescape for is a monster. Planescape. We played one. in Planescape. Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna match the old books, but I'm still happy they're making it. The old, yeah. There's a character to Planescape that. I fell in love with. I never really realized till I opened the old second edition Planescape books just how much I liked it. Like the art is weird. There's just tons of large scale maps that are. It's like uh, people in the insane asylum drew them. You know, like, yeah. they're talented and good, but they're just strange and bizarre and weird. I just I love Planescape, so hopefully they channel some a lot of that. In there. I remember Torment being really good. I should one day go back and finish it so I can say I started it in 1998 and then finished it yeah. in 2022. <laughs> you beat a lot of games if you just <laughs> install games you've already beaten yeah. and load up your last save and go, you know, do the last five minutes and yeah. call it a day. Sure. Yeah. I, I appreciate John's sentiment. <laughs> However, I got my feeling is that it counts. Of course it counts. 100%. My feeling is that it that it does count to go back and tie up loose ends and score it totally it absolutely way. freaking counts. There's no Has reason. Have you ever beaten it before? No. What does it matter? Okay. All right, all right. It does a little bit. No, it doesn't at all. You be you either you have it completed or you don't have it completed. Those are the two states. I you mean, know? one good turn deserves another, John. Are there any incomplete games? You know, if this is gonna turn into a competition <laughs> uh, by the year's end, are there games that you can close out that you didn't yeah, what do you got uh, from previous from previous years? Yeah, yeah probably. previous years, lifetime. I don't know. <laughs> I've got so many. I've got so many games finished this year. I just you know I need to slow <laughs> nothing down. But, nothing but completion. Yeah. Okay. How, what what's your number at? Uh, I don't remember, <laughs> but considering I've now finished my eighth Final Fantasy in a row, yeah. I don't I don't think that's all been this Those year. Those were but all this been, year. Maybe, it might not maybe. all be this year, but a lot of them are. And that's just the Final Fantasy series. That's now, not counting. Let's say, stuff. now let me ask you this. Had I restarted a brand new save in Origins, which is the game I beat, which I'll talk about uh-huh. later. Yeah. If I had restarted it, that would count more in your book? Than that if- would definitely count. I think this probably counts, but I feel like, you know, there's an asterisk next to it. Why, though? <laughs> It's still the goal is completion. It, there's no there's no rules about how much time did it take you. You just you started it at some point. You played it. You had a gap, and then you finished. Then you played more, and then you beat it. I think that's uh-huh. still that's still beating this, it. This is like nerd body count. Like how many people <laughs> how many people you slept with, and what counts as sleeping with? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except it involves completing video games. I have the most boring body count in the history of the world. We'd like to hear how boring it is. I'm. Probably one. close. One. Really one, eh? Yeah. Wow. I'm married to her. <laughs> that, that was that's as far as that body count went. And right. She would smack me for bad. she'd smack me for calling her her my body count. She'd smack me for that, but 
Not really. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's part that. of our stigma that we make a shame out of thing. Don't feel so bad. I'm not that far behind you. I think mine's three. So it's oh, not like not I'm, bad. you know, I'm yeah. sure John's is like 200. Oh, he's no. a busy. No. That's just this year. That's right. Ri- oh, that's wait, no, he's married. Yeah, yeah. It's just the <laughs> Final Fantasy. Yeah. It doesn't the... count unless you, unless you do it. <laughs> the one Japanese in the same ones year. are numbered differently. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. I like that you guys think I got that much action over the course of my life. It really means a lot to me. <laughs> well, I saw well, you sneaking out of our hotel room at Snowbird. Yeah. What were you up to? Hubba, hubba. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it. No. <laughs> what state? What happened up there? There stayed was up there. no sneaking. That's right. I knew where I was going. I was half asleep. Completion. But, um, what? Uh, what? You have a ballpark, or are you not going to say? Because if you're not going to say, I'm just going to say. Um, it. My number would be. Uh, two slash three or four, depending on how you define it all. Oh, all right. There's some details so in there. You're the champ. You yeah, know, you are the it's champ. Over three, you, you beat me. So you finished the most women. <laughs> you finished the most women. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. Wow, Jeez, this Louisa. conversation is going really, really <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> that won't get us I in need trouble. To say you completed the most women and finished the most games. Yeah. And also, you don't want to have put two years of of a gap between the women, uh, or no? Is this starting and <laughs> for what, what advice? Is this? <laughs> what a what a progressive podcast we've become! <laughs> uh, all right, keep your emails to yourselves. Next one. <laughs> uh, it might be four, actually. It might be four. No, look at Bo. Bo's number doubled your from number... him just sitting there thinking. Well, for no, it was a little three. Bit. Oh, it was three. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but again, and, we'd have to get into what counts as what. We probably just don't want. Yeah, we don't need to have considering that how hard it is. That does decide. that does impact the numbers a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's true. God, why are we talking? I don't know. I don't know why. Let's, let's talk about, about let's talk about Magic this is my the fault Gathering. I brought it up. Sorry, <clears throat> it's all good. Magic the Gathering. Here's some news. There, uh, Lord of the Rings, Doctor Who, and Warhammer 40k side project showcased. <laughs> so those are cards. That's weird, isn't it? A Doctor Who magic thing? What's that about? Why are they doing that? Why not? Oh, because well, they have their secret lair and like these crossover things. They did Street Fighter and Fortnite. They did? Uh, yeah, <sighs> they did. Wait, they are you talking about the digital ga- in- Magic the Gathering or the actual card thing I can go buy at Walmart in a pack of t- 10 packs or whatever? Which Which is this? Because that seems crazy to me that I'd have some kind of Fortnite crossover in a card form, but did they? And I just don't know about it. Yeah, they did, but I just couldn't even bring myself to look at it. It's so embarrassing, but you know, man, I don't get it. I, I, I think, I think a lot of reactionary people are like, eh, not my magic, the gathering. So, hmm. but you know, they had a street fighter one and I didn't really look at that one either, but that, you know, it seemed all right. I just think people hate Fortnite because it's, a, you know, what we call it, a commercial product Fortnite. licensing, the game, basically. Like, oh, yeah. It just have so little respect for it, given that it, like, has no ambition for any level of verisimilitude, like, at all, right? And people like to feel like their fantasy worlds, even if they don't play them, are, like, mean something. They're colliding. <laughs> and you, you posted that screenshot Discord of, like, Darth Vader versus... <laughs> It's Goku, uh, um, Goku, who, and who's uh, the running behind his arms guy or arms behind him guy? Naruto, Naruto, Naruto. Oh, yeah. and Darth yeah. Vader. <laughs> yeah, like the VR chat in me likes to see it, but 
It's, yeah. you know, I like to see it too. Weird. Honestly, this makes Fortnite more appealing to me. Really? All the jokes aside, yeah, yeah, I'm 100% for it. Yeah, but because you do, to you... me, their brand is all brands now. Like yeah. when it's one thing, that's that's its thing, right? Yeah. Like Soul Calibur was like, oh, we're going to put in Link. And everyone was like, yeah, that makes sense. And they're like, unless you're playing on the PS2. And then you got Hihachi, and you're like, oh. And then if you can play Xbox, you get Spawn. It's like, okay, one weird character per console. Like, uh, eh. All right, you're just dipping your toe in weird places. But when you just kind of say, we don't give a shit, and throw your hands up, and put literally anything in your game, then like, okay, all bets are off. You have set the bar at a level where anything is acceptable. But can and we, then, therefore, I'm okay with it. Can we talk like, about this one aspect, though, where John saw... Correct me if I'm wrong about this story, but, like, okay. Fortnite came out and said, hey, the Mandalorian's in our game. And yeah. you ran out and got it. Yeah, but I you, have the Mandalorian. But you yeah, don't yeah. play Fortnite at all. You just collected... I played it not long ago. I played one match. I won. <laughs> and then I retired. Like, forever, right. Yeah. Quick first place. So yeah, you we got... talked about it on the show. John, first and everything. John, first and everything. Yeah, you can be first at everything if you quit right after you win. That's it. Yeah, that's how it works. But I guess what I'm saying is, yes, but don't you feel pandered to a little bit? It's like, here's, hey, John, what's your fandom? Come over here and spend money on a thing that you're probably not going to play. Yeah, I like being pandered to. You know why? Because mm-hmm. when someone panders to you, they're designing an experience specifically for you. What's better than that? Right so, now, they're pandering to me. They're like, hey, John, you want to play as a Goku? I'm like, no, nah, not really. They're like, you want to play as a Vegeta? I'm like, yes, I do. And I kind of want to play Fortnite again to get a sweet Vegeta skin. It's going to be Star weird Wars? to see him running around with a gun, but I'll do it. Because why want a not? Star Wars expansion in Final Fantasy XIV? Yes. Like, not play as the, the full I'm characters. Like, your, your Azoria guys travel to a galaxy far, far away, and you have to face Darth Vader's forces. That sounds bit. awesome. Mm. Oh, my God. That sounds okay. great. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I'm all for it. I get it, though. I get it. You know why? Because it's a video game. Video games are dumb fun, and this is this is dumb fun. It is dumb. No, fun. Video as long games as it does it business. right, yeah, super serious. As long as it's done correctly, like there's a there's a right way and a wrong way. I think Fortnite's like throw literally everything at the wall and see what sticks is fine. Like that's what they have established as their mentality. They've created a world where weird Fortnite looking dude and Ripley from aliens can be running around with Rick and Morty and uh, Darth Vader can show up and all of that's fine. The only thing that was ever bad was that they decided to put important star Wars lore in Fortnite, but that's its own business. That's not Fortnite. That's, you know, marketing Disney JJ Abrams. I don't know who made that decision. That seems like weird. That's a weird thing. That wasn't that wasn't a great decision. No. But everything else they're like, eh, just put it in the game. Who cares? Yeah, but I wouldn't say this this isn't how things started. Same way at Wizards. So Yeah. But this isn't how things started at Fortnite. They had to get huge before this stuff would even happen. Before Disney would even talk to you, you had to be so big. Yeah, yeah, but like Unreal is like you know, everywhere, right? Like they're making movies with it. They're making that like oh, the engine. It's yeah, not just some company making a game. They have like other partnership aspects. That they oh, a hundred percent. But if Fort, right? but like, if Fortnite wasn't a massive success, none of this crossover stuff happens. There's no way it had no, to be a big not. successful game for that to happen. Not. I mean, if yeah. you're gonna, we could pro- we could sell out core. We, you know, we could let's do ask it. Disney to give us avatars instead of showing our faces. And let's that would get be it. Amazing. Let's get it done. It'd be amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sure that they are ready I to I look pull. better as an avatar, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but... <laughs> well, why don't... We need to get you a VR headset. Yeah. Your dreams are one step away, one click yeah. away. Yeah. You'll never leave VR chat again, John. You'll be in there all day wondering why why those crossovers aren't happening. <laughs> why, didn't I, why didn't I pull this trigger sooner? You can be the Mandalorian for free in that game. He's walking around. Actually, not only can you be the Mandalorian... But there is a band that plays concerts called the Bandalorians, and they're all dressed up as Mandalorian. Get that headset. The real thing. Yep. Yeah. I meant to go to one of their concerts, but like it's live. It's live people playing. <laughs> I haven't I haven't coordinated the right time, but it's I'm yeah. like, I need to see the Bandalorians. The Bandalorians. That's horrible. Are they the actual cover band in real life? They're just this is their avatar to do I don't stuff? know. I only know them in virtual space. Huh. I, I've never heard of them in the real world. I think they're it's one of those, all right. You know, like the people in Final Fantasy fourteen that have bands, yeah, There's bands in there too, and, and dance troops and stuff. Yeah, those people are cool. They're they're of that world alone. All right, now we celebrate some interesting news with this. There's Diablo news. Diablo four uh, stuff happened. Diablo four. So this is kind of a big deal. A uh, bunch of stuff. Diablo four has promised that they will have seasons similar to D three, D two resurrected for and D D two resurrected for players. Uh, you will not be able to pay for power. They reiterated. Uh, they also they didn't say this, but others have compared the seasons to how things look over there for um, uh, Destiny two currently. So it's, there's there's some ideas from that. Anyway, uh, they're aiming for three to four seasons per year. So kind of quarters, sort of. Um, let's see. Each season will have new gameplay modifiers and quest lines, whatever that means. New legendaries, class and item balance, other content, gear, etc. to keep the experience fresh for committed players. Uh, and each season will have a season journey, a little bit like what season three, or excuse me, seasons did in Diablo 3 or continue to have to this day. To unlock cosmetics, that sort of stuff. They will have a battle pass of some kind that will be associated with all of this. Uh, and like Diablo 3, its seasons end characters will uh, migrate to non-seasonal status in the in the, in the the group of... And I assume you could start them over like you can in 3, where it's like, I'll just keep recycling yeah. this guy. They said that you will have to. You'll have to. They think that that's important. Okay, that's interesting. There'll be a cosmetic shop. I'm fine with that. No issues. I, I think that's a great way to make money. Speaking of Fortnite, just charge for skins. It's fine with me. Fortnite, the free-to-play game? Yeah, the free-to-play game, Fortnite. Um, yeah. I'm okay with it to be in a paid game, too, for the long haul. Like, I don't, it doesn't, that sort of stuff on the back end doesn't bother me. As long as you've got a big, meaty game for me to play, if at the end of it you're like, hey, you want some skins? I'm fine with that. Eh, we'll see. We'll get into it. Depends on how nice they I have, a, I have a lot to say, yeah. Yeah? You know, I'm not with you right now, Scott. Really? But, yeah, no. I mean, what I if it's all? Is, I mean, it's like um, it's optional. It's just selling forty dollars skins in Overwatch too. I heard as well, which is the cost of Overwatch One. Oh Not my to lord! Bring another game into it, but it depends on what this implementation. Looks yeah, bucks? it all de- it all depends on implementation. Because here's the thing: like if I if I spend money on the game, yeah, and I feel like what I got out of that game is a is a solid experience. I think the armor looks cool. I feel like my character can look awesome out of the gate and I not getting constant FOMO by looking at all the people who threw continuous money at the game Mm -hmm. running around. Sure. um, Then it's fine. If I get there and all my armor looks like shit because they want to sell me better skins, 
that's a problem Mm. because I paid for a game. I paid for a full experience game. And if it doesn't feel like it, whether it's cosmetic or not, doesn't matter. Like saying, oh, but it's just cosmetics is a nice way for them to excuse and get people off their back about microtransactions. Because the thing about microtransactions is the easiest thing to get upset about is when you have to buy player power. And the easiest way to defend that is to go, well, it's just cosmetic then. Like that's that's how these companies get around the criticism. But the truth is this. and, And this is what it ultimately boils down to me. Because to me, I can get caught up in the minutia and the nuance of the debate as much as we want. The reality for me, from the moment they started talking about Diablo 4, they have done nothing but make me less interested in playing Diablo 4. Wow. Everything from beyond showing me the logo has been a net decline in interest for the game. Weird. I don't like the way the art style looks. I don't like the muted color palette. So from the get go, as soon as I saw the first screenshot, it was already slightly lower. Not a huge dip, but I was like, eh, wish it was a little more colorful, but whatever. Uh, Talking about it being an always online, big lobbies, not a real solo single player or co-op experience, but like this kind of online world hub type business. Not for me. I'm not interested in that. So that's another big ding. And the, the reality is, is that it doesn't matter if it's cosmetic only or not. As soon as you start getting into battle passes and premium currency and unlockable skins and stuff like that, the only thing I ask myself is this. Does this make me more excited to play this game? And the answer is absolutely resounding no. It goes the other way for you. Makes you not want to play is that what you're saying i don't know if it goes as far as not want to play again we need to see the implementation but the answer is does this make you excited to play diablo 4 and for me no like telling me that you're going to have a cosmetic shop and here's the way your premium skins and battle pass model is going to go does not make me more excited for the game it instead fills me with fear that you are doing what you've done in other Diablo titles, yeah. uh, Immortal, where you are giving a lesser experience to people so that you can get more money from them. Hmm. I mean, it depends. If these skins are like both, you know, said about Overwatch 2, if, we, if you're spending like 20 to 40 bucks for a skin, then I'm with you 100%. If at the end of all of this, a skin is an extra five bucks, that's not that big a deal. Like, I think that's got value to it. And I think that that's the way they want to monetize in the long end of this thing. Cause they do want this to be a, you know, a game as a service, the last and, and whatever. Um, like I'd rather it not be there at all. I'm with you there, but I just think the realities of games like this now, I, I, I feel like we're lucky to not have it worse. And that's a weird way to look but, at it. But see, that's the thing is like for games like this, I guess my big point is I don't want a game like this. Like, yeah. and I get that this is me asking for a game to be what it isn't. But my experience with Diablo is a mostly solo, occasionally co-op experience. Yeah, They're designing a game not in tune with what I want to begin with. And then they're justifying its design with uh, additional features that I don't want. Well, I play the game exactly the way you do. Mostly solo, occasional co-op. And I don't know that that changes that much here. Yes, there's that hub world stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to do any of it. 
Like, I mean, it, we'll see. It's a lot of on, we'll see. There is a lot of we'll implementation. See. You know, Path of Exile does this, except and Lost Ark. The difference is that they're free to play. I guess that's the big. Difference. Yeah, they're free to play from the get go. Um, they're having their cake and eating it too. But that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's why I say I predicted this <laughs> when Lost Ark was, you know, was something I was looking forward to. Yeah. And then I tried it, and I'm like, yeah, Diablo 4 would be crazy not to do this. And I think they would have the audacity um, to charge I, a full box price and still do it. And, and I, they are going to be able to do it, and they're going to get a, like, that's going to work. It will work, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm sure so, of. So, whether we would like you know, it or not. I, I don't, I, it's, as long as, it really, it's just the implementation. If I feel like it's the level of FOMO or level of obnoxiousness, like mm-hmm. if you're in those hubs and everyone's got the $30 skin. Yeah. You know, or has battle pass stuff, and I look like regular schlub. I'll be like, I just feel like an idiot playing your game. You mm. know, like you're. Ex- but you know, if it's like someone, if it's not like you said, if you play solo and it's easily ignored, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe I it's mean, fine. Di- I just don't as know. best we can tell, it doesn't. It's not MMO like where I'm in a big city with umpteen million people and i'm looking at all oh, their clothes might it, it might be, might be. they're doing this, world this bosses a- they're doing group events that you want they want you to dynamically find how do you dynamically find a world boss event if you're not all in the world together no well yeah. you do It'll that like you do it like wow it's sharded they're not gonna have everybody in the same damn place no, it won't be everybody, everybody but it'll be populous like in lost ark on any given map i'm running into on the high end 40 people 50 people uh, it's a the, fair number hubs. it's a lot and then the low end it's you know three yeah. or four but i've never been in a map that was empty unless it was an instance well what if they would you f- see i think this is one of those deals where if they'd announced that this was a free-to-play game and then this was just all how they made their money was cosmetics and stuff first of all they were never going to do that because they they know they can both sell this and get stuff on the back end so why wouldn't they do that um, but if they did do that, we would also look at it. We'd look at it cheaply as well. We'd go freaking Diablo shouldn't be free to play. This is a premium game. Like, yeah, they're kind of screwed well, either way on that. You know, I think that's why I want to be clear about what I'm saying versus what I'm not. I'm not saying this game is going to be bad because it has a cosmetic store. Yeah. Like to be clear, saying that it's cosmetics only no player power is good. If they follow through, that's a big if, but one thing that does give me hope is so one of the things that's a part of the battle pass is an XP boost. Yeah. Um, and that is only going to be in the free version of the battle pass because they don't want that could be seen as a boost of some kind and they don't want it tied to any sort of monetization. Yeah. So you can't get any XP boosts or boosts of any kind through paying money, at least as far as they say at the moment. So that's a good rule. That's good adherence. And if the game feels like a complete package and I play that game and I'm like, God damn, I haven't spent anything more than the initial payment for this game. And I feel like this game is awesome. I'm having a great time. I look cool. And uh, this is all wonderful. Like, that's amazing. Then absolutely this monetization model and all of that works to its benefit. I'm not saying that this ruins the game for me. I'm saying that it diminishes my interest at this point. Mm. So it is a case of every little thing that they have said has made me slightly less and less interested. I'm not even necessarily out on Diablo 4. Um, I think 
how they structure the world and how you play in relation to other people is probably the biggest thing that's going to potentially keep me out of it. But I'm such a fan of that series in general that I will probably check it out one way or another. Like you said this about Diablo Immortal and me with like, hey, John, but you're going to play it, right? This one's pretty safe to say I will probably play it. Mm -hmm. But... Um, I just don't know if they're doing themselves any favors. It just feels like they are they are complicating this relationship of what this game is based on what other companies have done. And it makes me wonder, I mean, they're making it for someone. Like, people play Lost Ark, people pay, uh, play Path of Exile. Like, people play those games. They're big. So there is an audience. I just don't know if it's the audience that has been with them at this point mm. so uh we'll see but i'm i'm not trying to say well if you're excited about diablo what a stupid individual you are so everybody <laughs> you know if you're offended that i'm not excited about your game yeah that, you know, no i get it's it fine i'm a little but, i guess i'm surprised and i know that this is completely 100 percent down to each individual person it's um you know there's nothing about art style that is universal okay i get that i am surprised you don't like this art style though I really like it. I, as soon as you go with a muted color palette, I, you have lost a lot of my interest. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks for just doing John's interest. Not even as a don't mean anything by it, but you know, I, I you know, we're anime fans here, and we're you do really appreciate Final Fantasy fourteen. You know, we had the ESO versus Final Fantasy fourteen, the depressing dragons versus yeah. the rock and roll dragons. Like <laughs> it tracks is like a preference. Yeah, I, I guess think so. that's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. I, I like color. Like I watch, if I see a Zack Snyder movie, I'm like, why has he forsaken color? Why are we living in this bland drab hellscape? Like it's and just a asking, motif. I don't like at yeah, all. Yeah, But for I, dark I've been fantasy, asking myself about that dark, blo- dark, bloody call. fantasy to me, this fits like, I'm not saying it's going to be everybody's cup of tea, but if you're talking about, you know, I think he. You're right about Zack Snyder. It's the wrong look for superheroes. It's just wrong. It doesn't work. In this case, you're talking about the darkest of fantasies. This is definitely a shift away from color, where D3 definitely had a little more, but was still a pretty dark game. Like I just think that's the series. Two is definitely dark, freaking darker than this stuff. So. Well, yeah, it was dark as in not well lit, but it was colorful when you saw it. <laughs> I don't think like, D2. Diablo was uh, like insanely red when he showed up. You just couldn't see him until he was two inches in front of you. And then you're like, oh, geez, red devil. Yeah. Like this, you know, you've got in our slack, you've got uh, a skeletal looking fella. And, you know, they're kind of wearing a brownie red armor. And it's like, that's probably as colorful as that game's going to get. Yeah. Um, I like and it. I, I think you can be dark without having to lose color. I, that's my philosophy. I think it's a shortcut to trying looking mature to put a dumb brown filter over everything. <laughs> that's what it looks like. <laughs> All right. No, fair enough. Again, it's it's that thing's going to vary depending on your taste. But uh, I'm a little surprised by that. I don't know why. I, th- I thought you liked the dark fantasy stuff. Or I, I don't know. For some I do reason- like dark fantasy. I like it can be colorful. Dark and color are not polar opposites. Like. Yeah. But it's got they the both color. can exist. They don't. It I, doesn't I have to this. look like Gears of War from the Xbox 360. I agree, like, but I don't think that's what this looks like. I think it looks it like looks you know exactly like Gears reds of War. and like, silvers and greens and the colors. It looks that, like somebody took a smear of poop and just went. 
over the top of the camera, and that's what we get to look through now. Oh, I don't know. Don't worry, John. This is good news. I think if you buy money for the cosmetic skins, you'll get the color palette. <laughs> that's where all the yeah, color yeah, will be. That's it. They, yeah. Yeah, they sell color to you. You can get more color. You're not probably wrong. I, the game that graphically will... looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the color palette. Mm. That is how you will stand out against the overall like over as an overall strategy to make the color matte and um, as you say, maybe a little, uh, you know, just in a small pool of poo adjacent colors, right? Yeah. You know, like when you get bright, crazy armor, it's going to really stand out. You know? Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. with lighting effects and stuff like that. I think it's going to be better. I think it's going. I think it's going to hit better than than it looks. Like when you watch material from it, I don't know why. It's got the, I, yeah. I, I I've got a pretty good feeling this is going to be a quality game. You know, it's, it's Zarak in the chat made a good point. Uh, Warframe sells color. That's what they yeah, do. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that, that game's pretty grim dark. And then when I've watched some color. streamers play that, and I'm like, look at their Warframes. They look awesome. And I play mine, and mine looks like a gray hunk of you know, yeah. looks like TT2000 from. <laughs> from terminator 2 just yeah. like a, a slab of gray but again that game's you know for another free-to-play example that they make their money purely on that stuff i don't know there was just yeah i, just, I mean it's i think it's just it's the diablo franchise it's just not what we associate it with and but it's i just it knew there was is. never a chance diablo was going to come out in a modern form and not and not get your wallet twice there was just no way like, I, I don't like it. I don't love that that's how they want to do it, but that's how they're going to do it because they can. It's Diablo. It's huge. It's the biggest name ever. If you're going to, if anybody could sell it twice, it's them. So I, I just, I mean, we I'm hate not what surprised. The guy says, but he may know what he's talking about, too. You know, the other no. guy said, you're an idiot if you develop for mobile and don't put this, these transactions in. Yeah. If you're going to get me for additional money, post the game coming out. Selling cosmetics is the right way to do it. Yeah. Like that's that's how I feel about yeah. it. Doesn't mean it's a net positive for Diablo 4, but that's the truth of it. Yeah. Um, and we're going to have to we're gonna have to see where it ultimately all lands. Yes, that um, is true. There's a lot of wait I, and see here. Like I would be lying though if I said I wasn't deeply concerned about Diablo 4. Yeah. I, I am going to be going in with the lowest of expectations, which means I might be eating the most delicious crow on this show when it's all we can talk about for months and months after it comes out, if it's really good. Uh, and I will happily eat that crow. Yeah. You put the- well, I, I am ex- up for you that I think I have one called <laughs> love chat one dot X, Y, Z. Yeah. There may be a lot of colors on that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I banned those first, those people. Yeah. We're getting you know, our first spam on YouTube for the audio listeners. It's a little bit different. You, yeah. we, have a mo- we forget that we have moderators on Twitch. Yeah. We don't, I need to get a <laughs> couple in here. You can get them in here too. Like I just, I just haven't gone through the work to give everybody mod yeah. control on my yeah. thing. Yeah. But if we do it's more here, we'll, We'll definitely do that. Anyway, um, so there's that. There's more to it, though. Uh, check this out. Players can purchase tiers. They won't speed up getting season boosts. I don't know. It feels like you kind of get screwed if you buy tiers, but whatever. Uh, I guess you can uh, can pay to reach certain tiers uh, of rewards in the season journey immediately. Like, I don't know, paying to skip Final Fantasy fourteen content is what Bo wrote here. I guess it's kind of like that. But you could do it every season. Yeah, and that's kind of gross. So I, I, I don't want to stand behind this, but when I read the section on tiers, I was like, what is a tier? A tier is usually a tier of play, so it would involve 
gameplay to progress to the tier. So can I can pay to just get a tier? So that I think this like is tips. this is kind of similar to uh, what Fortnite does or did. I don't know back when I played. So the idea was, and I actually kind of like this idea, so I'm going to defend it a little bit. Like, mm. let's say you get really into a particular season and you're like, man, I need to really earn whatever cool thing they put at the top of the tier, right? Like the, the best item. But you don't play as much as you thought you were going to and your progression through the season pass has been slow. And you're at a point now where you're like, I'm, I put in that money, I wanted my season pass, to get this one thing and I don't have the time to put in to get it. Typically they offer a way to buy uh, levels within the battle pass so that you can ultimately answer with money and go, you know what? I'm going to spend however much money it is and get the thing. That was the whole reason I got this battle pass to begin with. And it will just skip me up to that level and get me the thing so that I can say I got my thing for this season. Yeah. And have it. And I don't know if that's what that's going to be for this, but that's what it sounds like. And I'm kind of there. I like, I kind of agree with it. You know, I, I think that perfectly illustrates the flaw with season passes, but I think it is nice that if you were buying in just to get an item, giving people a way to with money, make sure they get that item within the season rather than just going, Oh, I didn't play enough you know that it exists like that's probably okay yeah i um i suspect this will just end up feeling a lot like the diablo or diablo um freaking halo infinite the way they do theirs that's what it sounds like so far they've kind of constructed in a similar way and that's another game that you unless unless you have game pass if you just buy it you got to buy that game and if you want any of these skins you got to pay for them and there's you know a boosted tier system and all of that for the battle pass. So I, I don't know. This actually sounds a lot like that game to be honest, the, 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 the business model behind it. Hmm. All right. So well. I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying, I think there are other examples of this. We freak out less about those because he, a, we don't care about those games or B. I don't know. Once again, if whenever it's, it feels like no matter what, when it's a blizzard game, the scrutiny's turned up to 300 and that's okay. Yeah. I do. I do it. We're doing it. We all do it. Everybody does it. Um, I just don't know how they win either way. Like if they made this colorful at all and the way John's describing, which I don't disagree, couldn't add some color, but if they did, they'd be getting so much damn heat for it right now. So I think they'd probably rather withstand the heat that they get for not being colorful enough than go through what they went with three, which was like, you making a cartoon. This looks like, wow. And all those people flipping out, even though, even though it was kind of dark. I mean, if I'm honest, go look at all the current lineups of games. Diablo three had lots of blood and it was pretty dark. So I don't know what people were talking about back then, but whatever. Um, they can't win no matter what they do, except when they sell a game. So I think they're they are squarely focused on how does Diablo move a ton of copies day one, and how does it retain money and revenue at the end of it? And I they got to make the game is. they feel confident in, and you know if this is what that is, then good on them. Uh, if they're not confident in it, it'll show because the game won't ultimately work. You know, it will look like a game that was chasing trends instead of chasing what they actually wanted. So it is uh, it's one of those things like if if this is what they believe in, go for it. Like, don't listen to individual people. Don't listen to me. Like, it's it's that simple. And if it's a quality game, 
all of these nitpicks go away. But the thing is, is Blizzard bought the skepticism that they receive. Like, oh, I yeah. agree with you that they, they cannot win, but yeah. that is a situation they put themselves in. No, 100% they agree didn't, with you. They yeah. didn't stumble into uh, all this doubt uh, on accident. They they earned it very, with through a lot of hard work and effort they well, got here. Well, part, part of it is it's two-pronged, right? Part of it is they earned themselves the reputation for being a quality-first company. Everything's polished till it hurts. It's amazing when it comes out, and it's the greatest game you'll ever play. That's kind of their their history and then they added to that history recent problems of all kinds and and now they're having those those two worlds are are kind of incompatible and so they're having this like well we still do really polished really cool games but we have these problems over here plus we're we have to kowtow to current gaming trends and we're owned by a mega corporation and blah 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 like that all of that stuff adds to what you with what you're saying and i completely agree by the way they have they have completely earned this both by being overblown, you know, gods of video games. And we believed it to a degree. And now being, you know, kind of the flawed mess that things seem like they might be there a little bit though. It's in, it's in, uh, there's incongruity. Is that the word Is that I'm looking for? Something's off. It just feels off. So yeah. I totally agree with you. There's a bunch of that going on and they've earned it. You're right. For good or ill. <laughs> The thing is, I, 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 well, whatever. We'll know next year, but I think this thing is going to sell like crazy and there'll be a ton of criticism about the way this thing makes money on the back end. Those two things are going to happen, but they'll yeah. still make I mean, if anything, all the videos and commentaries, like in a way, free press, like all, think of every streamer that ironically played Diablo Mortal, ironically spent, in some cases, a hundred thousand, one guy spent a hundred thousand dollars, but spent ten thousand dollars. To show the people what not to do. You know, that's how this gaming culture works. Like, your favorite personality is playing the game. You're playing the game along with them. Because that's your community. That's a shared experience. Yeah. So, like, really, Blizzard wins. You know? And if they can wrangle gaming to be like, people can complain about the game and still give you money in droves, then you start to become, like, Teflon. Like, why? You know, like... It, <clears throat> If I made things and people hated it, but I was showered with $10 million, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd be like, I better stop doing the thing that's giving me money. <laughs> so, And it's a force that can't be reckoned with. So, like, it, you know, people can yell into the void all they want. It doesn't change this, the, the commercial force yeah. behind what's happening. So, really, I think it's... I think that's where they're at. If, if if the immortal lesson is anything, it's that it doesn't matter what the feedback is. They're How making hundreds of millions of, of dollars a day. Griping about it. Oh yeah, and it's the, one of the most successful video game properties of the year. Yeah, one of the and and certainly in mobile terms, it might be the biggest. I don't know what the numbers are, but it's pretty close. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. So, and it's and I don't want to play it. You guys don't want to play it. We don't want anything to do with it. We have a million concerns and questions, and we've said them all. We've done them all in previous episodes. But at the end of the day, I don't know what to tell. I don't know what to People say. People want to spend money on golf equipment, and I'm like, how? But it happens. <laughs> they do it. You know? It <laughs> feels the same way. But it's just like it's because it's personal. Because you're like, I love this game. I made content sh- showering love on this. I've been on the public square going, this game is amazing just feels a bit more like betrayal when you see someone you love go down a dark path but yeah if you love something set it free <laughs> and if it loves right. you, it'll come back yeah and if it doesn't 
I never loved you to begin with. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Something like that. I think, yep, no, I don't think you got to go that far. That's pretty good. I think if you just love it, set it free. I think you stop there. Well, uh, we will see. Next year is going to be a big year, and I don't know when that beta starts, but I have a lot of questions I want answered, and I want to play Diablo. Those are my two things that I got going in my head right now. Uh, a couple of quick things. Nothing major here. Whoops. A uh, reference to a PlayStation PC launcher got discovered in Spider-Man PC. Uh, maybe a hint. Maybe they got a future plan where they're like, hey, we're going to launch it too. It's for all of our PlayStation games. Check it out, so- Sony. Oh, you know what? It'd be great if they started putting a, a shitty Ubisoft uh, Uplay slash EA Origins BS bullshit layer in between all their Steam games. That'd be great. Do that. No, don't do that. I'm making that up. Don't do that. That's a terrible idea, Sony. Back off your dumb plan. If you want to have a launcher, fine. But don't make us launch it to run it in Steam. Because I can tell you as a Steam Deck user, that thing is the most annoying. We already hate it, all right? We already don't like that layer that they put in there. wondered why you were so passionate about this. And then you said, as a Steam Deck user, I was like, oh, now I know why Scott's fired up about this. It's so annoying because they still have to run on there because you're running it like you would a PC. So I get the little Uplay thing. I got to log into it. It's got to do its thing, and then it runs down in the thing, and you push it to the back, but some of it doesn't use the controller, so you got to poke the screen and do touchscreen to get rid of it. The EA one's worse, way worse. I can't run EA games well on there just for that reason. That, that Origins thing pops up and is a big pain in the ass. So don't do that, Sony. That's <laughs> Good all news, I'm asking. everyone. A new launcher. Rejoice, people. I really don't want them to do it. Oh, seriously. Yeah, I think they're going to do it, Scott. No, I think they're going to no. I think they're going to do it. Okay, do it, but do it do it like some do where the launchers aren't required to run it on some other thing. Like if I bought it on Steam, I don't want you over there is what I'm saying. And if you don't want to be on Steam, fine, sell it yourself, but <laughs> this is origin all over. Oh, it's, it is origin. <laughs> That's how it feels origin and I don't like that feeling. Again. Yeah, there's nothing they can do to yeah, convince me. Yeah, and they're going to have exclusive titles cuz they are kind of a boss like that, pretty good ones. That's the problem. They have the leverage and that's why I'm worried about it. In some ways so did Epic with their store, but at least Epic's just running a store. The problem is they're just wasting their money in the long run. Like the lesson what the analysis is, yes, you play was a thing. Bethesda, I think it was was there's, there's, there's all kinds of little ones yeah, they that all... must cost a lot to keep up. Yeah. So yeah. like whatever they're making by saving money from not being on the major platforms, they're spending in overhead on creating infrastructure that doesn't have a good long term health plan. But plus they're everybody. failed. They're failed. Like I, I as much as they want to claim otherwise, Origin or, or now it's just called the EA app or whatever. And Uplay, which is now called Ubisoft Connect, they're the same damn things. Those are failed enterprises. Not the companies, but these stupid PC-only freaking launcher bullshit are failed. Because nobody went, oh, it launched in this new thing? What is this thing I have to do extra? Ooh, cool, I'm going to go there and get... No, you don't. You stay on Steam. It's a failed idea. It's a waste of everybody's time, including yours, EA and Ubisoft. Don't spend money on stupid shit like that. You can't have your cake and eat it too. This isn't going to convert people to your shit launchers, even if they're good launchers. The the war is over. Freaking (laughs) steam stands high on the hill with a sword in the air saying, I am triumphant. Accept it and sell your shit. Dude, like Microsoft. Microsoft does not make you have any layers of anything if you buy it on Steam. 
If you buy Halo Infinite on Steam, you just play Halo Infinite on Steam. That's it. So do that, you dumbasses. All right. I just want everybody to appreciate what the Steam Deck has done to Scott. <laughs> like, when Bo went on his tirade about the Epic Store, Scott was like, it's another launcher. You just open it, you close it, you minimize it, it's fine. Now he's a Steam Deck user and that gets in the yeah. way of his experience. He's like, that's it. Yeah. They better not. No, I've real, they for real. not effing do this. You're not, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'll burn down all the Sony. I used to be tolerant to. of it. Uh, I had tolerance. I, I want to earmark a few minutes for Epic, but continue. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Before we move on. Yeah. But I, but just to sew that up, I just think it's over. Don't do it. You don't need to do it. It doesn't do you any good to do it other than you have data from people. That's it. They don't use your stores. They don't want to go over there. They never did. It was less convenient or more convenient on the PC. It's just like, whatever, go run over there. I won't worry about it. But on devices like the Steam Deck, it's a pain in the ass. So don't do that. All right, Bo, Ultimately, tell me. Ultimately, I'm with you, though, Scott. Yeah. Like, I'm giving you a little bit of shit because i think it's funny how how your tune has changed but yeah. uh i'm with you like it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense i am excited about this because i do i like the idea of sony putting more stuff on pc uh mostly because it just means uh longer and longer before i have to buy a ps5 which mm-hmm. is an expense i don't want to have to endure so the the longer i can go getting by on pc the better but uh, yeah, it doesn't need a launcher. Like it's not worth the time and effort and money you're going to put into it. Sony, make the money off PC by moving your games over to Steam, and enjoy the extra money. Like, yeah, or enjoy it, or don't, do it. Don't you invest know it in a store that's not going to get you any additional income. Either that, or do if you're going to do a launcher, if you're hell bent on it, fine. But make it so it's a thing that runs independently, and if you buy games there, that's where you launch them. But but when you sell that same game on Steam and on Epic and on GOG or wherever else you're putting it, don't make me run some thin layer client bullshit between them. Don't do that anymore. That's all I'm saying. Have your separate launcher. Fine. Don't integrate it into other stores. Freaking I hate it. And I hated it then. I just hated it less than I do now. I really hate it now. So I wouldn't say I changed my tune yeah, I did. I, the tune just got more discordant and like lower on the piano. Is <laughs> what happened today. Yeah, a lot of these launchers are shite. Like uh, now, I'm gonna get my epic jabs. Yep. In. All right, here you go, epic go. I have a, I have a sweet, I have a sweet, awesome computer that can handle loading up tons of launchers. Right, so I decided, you know, I get the free games off Epic. I'm, I'm part of the elite class of PC users now. I can afford to have something I hate on my system tray. It's fine. Uh, But you know what? There's only one app that harasses me every time I log into my computer as one of my startup options, and that's Epic. Puts little damn banners in the corner telling me what's on sale. Now, Steam waits till I click on the app and then says, hey, here's some shit you might be interested in. Good old games, waits till I get in the app. But Mm. nope. Mm. Epic can't wait. Epic's yeah. got to pop some shit. Yeah. So I just want to say I'm not going to uninstall it, but it's no longer now going to be on my startup. Epic, please stop being greasy dirt balls with your <laughs> app store. You know it's not the best, and yeah. you're investing energy into making it worse, not yeah. better. Yeah. So I don't care about your free games. I do. No I like free games, games, but I can get them on my own. I don't need them to put banners. <laughs> I got in front plenty of, me. of games that I buy that I don't get to. Yeah, but I can um, go in there when I want to look at what I want. That's what I want: is stores that don't bombard me. Like if it was a physical, I can't stand it when I go to a mall 
if there's somebody out there with a platter of freaking chicken bullshit from the Chinese restaurant, they're like, ah, free samples, free samples, and they're sticking it in my face, it actually makes me not want to eat their food. It annoys yeah, me. Yeah. It's like, I can yeah. choose what I want. I'm smart enough to look in here and go, okay, <laughs> what do we got? Blimpy looks all right. How about Chick-fil-A? Uh, maybe. Oh, that Chinese food looks good. I'll go with that today. I don't need somebody jamming it in my face. And I'm sure there's data, just like with you know internet advertising and Twitter ads and all this other shit, that shows that you know it doesn't matter. It's a numbers game. Enough people do, so it's worth it. But I don't want to be that. I don't want to be your subject anymore. I'm done. Yeah, it's it's like, hey, uh, people don't like being harassed. Shocker. Yeah, big shock. Uh, literally, literally, if your app opens up a notification window, I have Windows notifications suppressed. Yeah. You think I want yours? <laughs> yeah. Like, and those ones, like yo, you mentioned, they are so yo, on top of everything. Embarrassing. They, they don't go away. You almost have to nuke them from orbit to get rid of those freaking epic notifications. Yeah. They'll on top, so anyways, on top of your games. So it's no longer games. opening at startup. Good. Like, I just changed it because I realized I could change it. I've been lazy about it. Yeah. But I feel like I, I didn't have to do that with Steam. Yeah. And that's to do with the good old games. You don't have to do that with Blizzard. Yeah. So your app's been demoted. There you go. See what you did? Look what you did. Epic. Um, all right. That's my petty beat. <laughs> what else? Uh, we got time for... Oh, yeah. I want to talk about this one. Um, the Voxel Doom mod. So... This is rad. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but basically somebody went through the trouble and work of making a Doom mod, like Doom, the game Doom, the original sprite-based Doom. Mm -hmm. And they turned all objects, enemies, and anything in that game that you could move around, walk around, or whatever, instead of them being 2D sprites that just rotated with you, they are now fully voxeled 3D objects. images without you noticing really like if when you're playing you'll notice but when you're playing it doesn't feel like you're playing a different game or you know that these things stand out as different looking than they used to they just now have depth and actual like you know 3d uh volume to them i tell you where you will notice this Mm. i played i I played a bunch of or i watched video but i haven't played it so i I can't speak if they make a vr port you will this will Oh, it'd be huge, right? This will make it, it's an actual 3D space. Everything it's not a bitmap, so yeah. it will they will feel like things. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So it's really neat. You guys should check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, it's just called the Voxel Doom mod, full release yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how much it does. It looks kind of the same. Maybe a side by side would be good. Well, that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like um, you really notice it on things like uh, ammo containers or health pickups on the ground. Like I'm noticing it. You, they've done such a good job with the enemies that it's it's actually kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Um. You know, but you you your brain tricks you into thinking you aren't you don't know. Yeah, because they didn't um, increase but, animation or anything. They're still the same everything except. Yeah you can rotate around them and sort of see their volume, I guess. But you see the, the stuff that you know would have been the flattest of the flat textures that just rotated with you and you actually see the 3d to it. And it's like, Oh wow, that looks pretty good. I mean, every now and then you'll catch, you know, just a different angle of something that, you know, you've never seen before because you've only ever really seen it from the front or, you know, behind. And you're like, Oh, so that's what that looks like over there. But, um, yeah, this looks good. It's pretty neat. This looks really good. Yeah, I, I think part of the what I like about it is I respect them not changing it so much that it changes the core game. Like this feels really true to the game without, you know, without messing with the the formula. Instead, you, you just kind of get a new thing. Yeah, 
I find really shocking about this is how um, dark it can be while still being colorful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Original doom. Uh, well done. I don't know if you've played a newer <laughs> doom though. Uh, they tend to be pretty, pretty dark and, you know, well, I'd argue doom eternal is pretty colorful. That's probably, pretty colorful. Right? Yeah. 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 I don't know how much doom eternal you ended up getting in, but it's, it's pretty red. compared to doom 2016 versus doom eternal. 2016 is definitely way more like but it's still just kind of red isn't flashy. it everything's kind of red it's true i i it's true it's true it, it's it probably hits the balance that maybe john is more preferring like yeah. i will say some some of diablo 4 does look like large you know looks like velen from witcher like large swaths of yeah of mud yeah and, and, and death don't death know why that appeals to me so much i love that look well, you uh, like deserts and stuff i do yeah. Well, it's also like, fresh. That's what everything looks like outside. That's like because usually there's dust in the air. Yeah. I would argue we it's also like, a fresh look, though, too. Uh, like not a lot of games go for that. Like it's actually. I don't want to make. I don't know. I, it's very brave of them, is what I want to say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird thing to say, but it's actually very brave for them to take this position on the game, even though it was asked for and much. Where's my Diablo two at Diablo three? Yeah, I'm. I still feel a little shocked that they went ahead with it. So know? when you watch something like Lord of the Rings, uh, the the, the original trilogy, do you walk away going, "Man, there wasn't enough color in that"? Because that's how I think those movies are. There's not a lot of color in them. Oh, I just, thought they look all right. Yeah, but if you're, I mean, there's no way to quantify this. But I feel like if you really watched it with that eye, you'd probably notice. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of browns and. You know, when you're in Elfland, sure, you get a little bit of a different zone, you know, but a biome, I guess. But but those, you know, movies have a look to them. It's like everything. I wouldn't call them super colorful movies, but they're not distractingly colorless. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I again, it's subjective. So I get that. I just I I like my grimdark. So I'm excited for this. And I feel like I'm in some kind of weird majority, even though. Not no, you the, probably are. Yeah. I think you probably I think most people probably look at Diablo 4 and go, "Oh man, this is this is really really great, but I think it looks washed out. I don't think it looks very good." Well, there's that. Let's move I on. I don't think they should cater video games to me too. I've seen chat and they're like, "Well, you're wrong." It's like, "Okay, this is my opinion. Like I I can be in the minority and and live there happily. That's fine. I it's not going to make me suddenly think it's good to go Oh, you know what? People don't agree with me. Well, it just makes me believe that more people are wrong. What if they have a mode that lets you just make everything god awful colors, like just like you know? Or, or I, it doesn't have to be god awful colors. It just has <laughs> to have the existence of color. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a rainbow colorful world. We don't have to go to Idleshire or anything like that. It just needs. Some color. There Just is some. some. You're, you're, but the way there. you're describing it makes it sound like this is black and white. It is not that. It's not monochrome. No, it needs to be less washed out. I guess is the. I'm I'm going for a funnier way of describing it. But it it just needs it needs better than what it has. And you know what? They might like because here's the truth. I mean, Bo used it as an example to show what I like. But the truth is, Final Fantasy XIV is an extremely washed out game. Mm. Like, its color palette is very muted. I run a mod specifically to make the game more colorful. Yeah. I So I, I might be able to do that. Uh, and 
Don't tell Yoshi P. Yeah, don't tell great. Yoshi Just P. Just don't tell Yoshi P. I don't want to have to start over again. That's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. unnecessary. But yes, like it might be, you know, it might there might be a way to tweak it through some mods. Like it might be fine. I might one day come to you, Scott, and be like, check out the screenshot. Diablo Four finally looks good. Maybe we found a way. We had the technology. Turns out there's more than brown in the world. <laughs> Again, there's no way I'll ever win this argument because it's subjective. However, uh-huh. I, I I think you calling it brown or having no color is under is 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 undercutting your argument. There might it's be a not bit true. of hyperbole in what Johnson. Yeah, says. the hyperbole I is have real. Never known me to make a hyperbolic <laughs> statement ever. That is a very hyperbolic <laughs> statement. Yeah. I have never known me to make. It. Yeah. <laughs> I've never known me. Is it? Is it? Yoshi P is not for just since the chat's talking about it. Yoshi P is not the one that actually cares about enforcing that stuff as much as it is just or or is oh, it? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I mischaracterize Yoshi P? No, I don't know. I just don't know. Pitchforks away. Is he the guy that that? No, he's for that? cool. Like he's the champion. He like he's he's the. I'm not just the owner. I'm a client too guy. Basically, yeah. like you know, yeah. He plays MMOs. He loves MMOs. He wanted to build the best MMO. He gets very weepy, was my impression, when bad things happen to his precious MMO, and people love that about him. He cares, unlike, you know, the 500th exec in, in jeans and a polo shirt that <laughs> come out trying to be like, hello, fellow kids, video <laughs> games, right? So, like, yeah. Yeah. Hello, fellow yeah. kids. It's definitely got a little of that going on. All right, let's move on to this story that I'm actually excited about. If you want some color, by the way, here's a good one. Guild Wars 2, a very colorful MMO, will be on Steam, finally. don't know why it took them so long. This happens on August 23rd. The base game will be free to play. The X-Packs will cost money. Um, that game currently runs just fine as its own launcher, but they're they're finally capitulating and saying, yeah, let's just get on Steam. It's also their 10-year anniversary, so I think they're hoping to drum up uh, some more users, especially, you know, Steam's always got people ready to play Speaking some game. Speaking of colors. Yeah, that's a colorful game. This is it very called, colorful It should be called game. Saturation War. It is the opposite of Diablo 4, for sure. I agree with that. This, it this definitely exists is. on the other end of the spectrum. It is. I'm actually like, I, I like Scott I like Guild Wars it. a lot. Guild Wars yeah, Two is a great I game. Really like it. Yeah. Now that it's on Steam and free to play, I'm like trying mildly you play tempted. Well, I heard now. I heard this from a person. So oh, like, person, if, this, if this ends up being wrong, <laughs> wait, wait, let wait. Me, let me cite my sources. This came from a person, a person. one person okay. in a chat room. All right, hot. But I have hot heard. Yeah. I have heard. That if you buy it on Steam, there is no transferring of account. You don't get to carry that over. You are starting fresh, buy it new, new account from the ground up. And that's fine because yeah, I couldn't restore my account last too. time I, I tried. Like, but I I've been locked so out of my old knows. account for eight years. But that's not a bad thing because, uh, I mean, it's a bad thing if that's truly what you really got to do. But I mean, if you just don't keep using the game a second time. Well, yeah, but just keep playing thing, it on your thing. Play, right? It's still, yeah, and it's cross platform. Who cares? Like, you'll still play with your friends. It won't be any different. Just run and it on the launcher. The one thing, the one complimentary thing I ever always hear about Guild Wars 2 is that the flying is better than Dragonflight somehow. Somehow that always comes up as a comment. I don't know if that's legit or not. Well, it's because uh, the every, Dragonflight every... uh, flying feature is is a lifted concept directly from Guild Wars Yeah, 2. they took it out of Guild oh. Wars. So, well, I mean, 
Whatever. There's a lot of iteration in video games, and that's. But it definitely feels like they took this idea from them. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it like that's where the inspiration clearly came from. Yeah, it's a cool game, and people claim it's still got the best PvP on the planet, as far as that goes. If that's of interest to anyone, so on I never really doubt it. Yeah, yeah, the whole like, planet, like all MMOs, it's supposed to be <laughs> the best. I just like this is like it's on the planet. Like this scale of reference is planet. I should have, I should have said the well, shit they play up on the moon. That's a different level. I should have said MMOs as played on Earth is what I should have said because <laughs> I think it's limited to MMOs, but people like it. It's supposed to be real good. I never dabbled. I- so I, I remembered know. enjoying it quite a bit. It had, the, it had the fun weapon system with abilities changing mm-hmm. with weapons. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I liked I being locked a out of my account. person. That was fun. Well, being if you end up getting it on Steam, nice. I'll fire up my, my launcher version, and uh, we're all in. We can all play yeah, we'll a Guild Wars. I have a couple of, not max level, but close characters in there. They're like uh, 80, or no. What is it now? Whatever it is. I need to get in there again. Check it out. Uh, all right. It is time, ladies and oh, gentlemen. Oh, uh, sorry. I know it's time. I have one little breaking news. There's oh. a Quake con sale on Steam, everyone. By oh, the way, go get your sweet. Oh, they took uh, your- they took Quake uh, champions out of early access today. I don't know oh, if wow. anyone cares. <laughs> did they? I yeah. didn't. Did anybody notice? Is that like the future if a tree falls in the woods? <laughs> I mean, a huge if, if true. If they have... Let's see. Quake. Quake Champions comes out of early access. Does anybody know? Let me let you look and see how we're doing over there. It's been in there forever. Okay, yeah. August 18th today. And a lot of people play it. They got 35,000 mostly positives. 100 and, let's see. Whoops. That's not nothing. That's not a number. Oh, it's free to play. That's why it doesn't cost you anything. Dude. Um, so everyone, if you haven't played Doom Eternal yet, and it's your jam, it's not for everyone. I understand. It's twenty one dollars Canadian. It's or, a pretty cheap. Or just play it. Me play it on Game Pass. It's triple. Good there. Well, yeah, if they also added a lot of those uh, games to Game Pass. So uh, I, I see that Quake Four, Return to Castle Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls Legend, Battle Spire, Elder Scrolls Adventures, Red Guard, and Wolfenstein 3D just got added to Game Pass. Yeah. So, so I'm the resident not Game Pass haver. So that's I guess that's why it's that's a good point for me. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah. yeah, the uh, no. Well, we'll talk about this soon. But for all the editions of Skyrim, one particular edition of Skyrim doesn't seem to be on sale, which is kind of weird. It's also a new version or some kind of new content being added to uh, Fallout seventy six, which is supposed to be pretty good. Some kind of uh, randomized something it sounded like almost like uh, rifts in Diablo. Hmm. I just keep wanting to get back in there and just see what they're doing. I am curious about it. Yeah. You know, now I've heard good things about time, it. And it, you hear, you always hear the like, it's good now, uh, which is what I was hearing that got me to try Final Fantasy 14. That's how that turned out. Mm. So could very well should be. try it. Yeah. And that's 75% off right now. Only 10 bucks on Steam. It's also on Game Pass. It says, I don't say anything about the, oh, there they did. Test your metal update. I think that's the one. Anyway, it's something about a pit. You go to some pit. Um, but it's currently like, there's a ton of people playing that. I'm going to gripe a little bit, though, uh, now that I checked the other one, but their VR games are not on sale. What's the, what's the deal, Bethesda? Man, <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're holding that. I haven't holding played out. any Fallouts, but I've been eyeballing Fallout 4 VR. Oh, yeah, Fallout 4 VR is the thing. They have a full $80 release. 
Yeah, but it's if you don't like the if you don't like the teleport thing, I think you're not going to be happy because I think that may be the only movement option in the game. Uh, well, would so you still do it? If I don't think that's the case because it isn't in Skyrim VR, yeah. but also it's Bethesda, so big. I know we like to shit on all kinds of game companies, but I, for one, this week, and we'll get to it with the games I've played, I'm very grateful for people having the ability to mod games. Yeah, mods are cool. Me too. Mod, mods are glorious. I like mods yeah. also. I wish Diablo 4 and 3 were moddable. They weren't and never will be again. Okay. Uh, now let's move on to uh, the Dear Martha segment of the show. Yeah, that's right. Retro Magazine Letters from EGM 132 from July of 2000. I remember that year. That was five years before the last time I would puke. <laughs> and the, I don't know why I always do this. I thought you broke that record, though. Nope. Didn't that happen? Nope. 2005. I you were going for a while, and then you were sad because you uh, you broke it. Oh, no. Not this one. Was it, You might be thinking of... Uh, I never the weed. I never drank. Oh, I had the weed one in Vegas. Oh, maybe it was the drinking that I was thinking And the drinking of. one I had in uh, Mexico. That was 2015. That was a long but time I thought ago. you threw up at some point. And you were like, the, the reason I'm mad is because it ended the record. No, but, that record's still going, man. I am, yeah, I am strong nothing. and ready to rock. I haven't puked since 05, July of 05. And uh, I should have many times, but I didn't. And before that, it was 98. And before that, I don't remember. I'm just not a puker. So... You know. I wish I had that record. <laughs> Why? Did you puke recently? Not recently. Like it doesn't happen often, but it happens enough to where I, you know, like I know not that I don't want it to happen again. I act like I'm proud of it or something, but the truth is, I hate it so bad that I fight it when I shouldn't. My Actually, body's yeah, like, yeah, I'm on a, I'm on a pretty hot streak too. I feel like the last time I puked was 2004. It might be almost 18 years. Whoa, you I and got, I, then you're you're doing better than me. I remember oh, it was pizza you. pizza. It was a awful pizza pizza. I sat with an upset stomach for five hours in the <laughs> toilet, and then finally it all came out. It stank. <laughs> it had been in there for so many hours. It was, and I, to this day, I hate that. I never eat there again. Oh, you're talking about Little Caesars? So yeah, you know, I, this have, is what I need a clarification in on. In Canada, just, we have a franchise okay. that's very renowned called Pizza Pizza. Okay. And they make shit like, it's like they make the... My mom loves it. I hope she's not listening, but it's shit pizza that's made out of card. It's like flimsy and cardboardy on the bottom. It's just so bad, but people like it. I swear you're describing Little Caesars, whose motto is pizza (laughs) pizza. You know, if if Breaking Bad taught me anything, it's that these large German conglomerates own all of the, you know, Hermanos, Pios Hermanos and stuff like that. So probably they're all connected. It's all connected. It's my favorite Warhammer character. (laughs) Report to Pius Hermanos immediately. (laughs) What is it for the Emperor? Yeah, (laughs) the Omni Messiah. I love that stuff. Chicken Brothers. Even your fake, even your fake name. Anyway, we ever do anything in the Warhammer universe, I'm calling that as my character. Pius Hermanos. Pius Hermanos. Okay. You got to be a tech priest, though, because it's pious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Gotta, I'm in. Uh, that sounds great. All right. That's my favorite uh, not class, but my favorite thing in the whole 40K universe is those freaking weirdo, spidery-looking tech priests that worship the Omni Messiah and are always hacking shit and removing their own body parts and replacing them with, like, ancient relics. And it's so badass. Anyway, 
back to EGM issue 132. Uh, Martha has a thing to say, or someone wrote into her, and we're going to hear what that was. Uh, any special thing here, John? Or are we just playing? No, this? I'm just going to do one letter. It might sound weird because I have COVID. We'll see how it goes. Oh, I but, know you had COVID. Uh, you have COVID? I think I do. Oh. Everybody's sick. So uh, my stepdaughter tested positive. And my stepson is sick and then the baby got sick. And as soon as the baby got it, it was like, well, we're screwed because the baby literally loves to just spit on people. So that was the end of that. So I got a sore throat. I'm doing all right. I hope it's nothing. So you think the Rona is coming? Well, well, there you go. The kids went back to school, and as soon as like they were around other people, that was the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like years of being safe, no problems, dodging this thing. Kids go back to school for two weeks, and it's like oh, well, I know so many people that were safe for so long, and the walls are just closing in. Like it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like a br. We're it's all like over. the uh, no, it's like the episode of Seinfeld where whoever can last the longest, kind of thing, and Kramer, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Kind of feels like that, where it's just like, holy shit. Uh, Kramer slaps his money on the table and yells he's out. I love that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, one letter from Martha or to Martha. Let's see how it goes. My dearest Martha, having seen the ups and downs of the video game industry for these many years, I might have a layman's understanding of how resilient it can be. But after reading about Microsoft's intro of the Xbox, I can't but wonder if this might be the death knoll for this industry. (laughs) As I understand, Microsoft's mantra has always been, if you can't beat them, buy them. And this is exactly what it will do. Once having introduced its machine to the masses, it would probably go about investing and buying out developers and publishers so as to standardize on its platform and Windows CEOS. If rumors are to be believed, even now they are in talks with some Japanese developers, the main rumor being Square and Namco will buy them out. I have never held loyalty to one console maker, having enjoyed games from every platform, but if Microsoft gets its way, all of us will be forced to play games it produces on machines it makes. I hope this day will never come, but having seen, smelt, a multi-billion dollar market, Microsoft is about to go on a feeding frenzy. P.S. I have been an EGM reader since the days of Steve Harris and have enjoyed your magazine thoroughly. It just keeps getting better and better. Thank you. <laughs> Yours in this life and the next, Ravichander. Ravichander. All right, so I have this to say about Ravichander's prediction. He was right about buying up developers. He was ultimately wrong about forcing everybody onto their platform unless... Unless he could have foreseen uh, Game Pass, which is really hard to foresee in 2000. So kind of he's right. Yeah. Right? I mean... I, like That's why I read it. I read it and I was like, this is funny and how wrong it is, but also funny and how right it yeah, is. Yeah, there's some right and wrong. A little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. That's wild. I, that's what I love about these magazine ones because, I don't know, I feel like they're we get to kind of scrutinize what actually happened and everybody's attitudes at the time. And, you know, that was a time of like, Microsoft sucks. They shouldn't do anything. That was that time. And people are more positive on him now, but also his predictions kind of correct in some ways. I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. That's why I like doing the magazine ones too is I like it because you get to see how right or wrong these predictions were, but also it's a real window into 
uh, hey guys, if we do core for 20 years, we're going to be talking about the same shit in 20 years. Like nothing changes. Like the players change, but the game stays exactly the same. Like people still worried about they're buying up developers, console (laughs) exclusivity. Like, you know, they're not talking about microtransactions, but I guess and poor taste. Yeah. It's just, it's (laughs) all the same thing with just a slight twist to it. Like we're all just as mad about everything yeah it's good to do that it's humbling and reminds us to not be so you know indignant about things that are just really our problems and not actual problems yeah to prove that i haven't learned anything you know we did two or three weeks of uh, people complaining about the look of zelda (laughs) and here i am complaining about colorless diablo 4 clearly learning nothing try it before you judge it you know yeah nothing, I feel like if you, nothing has changed yeah. i feel like sometimes you can be right about that stuff like if you didn't like the virtual boy you were right like nobody's into <laughs> no, nobody's into that shit yeah you know once, so, in, a, you know, once in a while yeah a bad but, um, what really sort of tripped me up was so did he write death knoll or death knell uh oh let me look because you said death knoll and it kind of just made me i try to read it exactly as it's written which sometimes includes yeah that's why i wonder grammatical errors and stuff uh let me see let me see i want to make that a new expression because a death knoll is a really cool D &D character whereas a death nail is not he wrote death knoll knoll really yeah yeah (laughs) fantastic that right. made it better. He's wrong he's spelling error. He's immediately wrong. Yeah. I I figured it was probably as I read it because that's what I try to do. But yeah, I I also say. Oh, that's good. It's perfect. That's why I asked. I was like, well, it's okay. I don't have a lug to stand on. A lug when it comes to pronounce. <laughs> I saw a video <laughs> the other day where someone said skeletal, and I nearly sent it to you. And then I was like, <laughs> what am I doing? It's like a thirty-minute video just to be like, "Bo, oh, someone nice. else says skeletal." Look did they? I want to hear I'm this. Tell you, I did not come up with this. Like I heard it somewhere. I want to hear it. Times is that, that a thing? It's easily findable, John. Where did you get no, this? No, no, because it's not the crux of the video. I was just watching, and it was oh, uh, it was uh, it was a British person. And so maybe yeah, it's a I, popular way of saying it over there or something, but yeah. Okay. Skeletal. It you could probably also tie it to an accent. Like it probably if an English person could write in who's cognizant of all the different We are looking at how to <laughs> sorry, this guy was gonna tell me. Wow, that, that, that guy's voice? voice is amazing. <laughs> I want him to voice act. Oh, wow. Right, where, who is this? Let's see what he says. Hold Pronounce on. this word as well as how to say more interesting and related words in English, so make sure to stay tuned and consider subscribing for more learning how do you say it? In British English it is said as Skeleton. Oh, I want skeletal though, not skeleton. But I do like wow. this guy's what a, what a hero skeleton. voice. What a hero voice that guy has. Oh, it's amazing. My goodness. Skeleton. I'm about to prepare a potion. <laughs> skeleton. Skeleton. That guy's cool. All right. Well, we did we did our part uh, on that, and now we do this here. It's time to talk about the games we played. I did two experiments this week, and one of them resulted in me beating a game. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, <laughs> right, here we go. The other one, <laughs> the other one is brief. Uh, so I'll explain it real quick. I decided there's all this talk about our Netflix games. Even is anyone playing them? And all this talk about these things. 
uh, for mobile. And I thought, well, let's just go see what they've got. And I'm going to play yeah, every I'll game. I'll triple their player base. I'll try it. Uh, I, w- I, went, <laughs> I went to do this. You should hear Tom Merritt's take on this because I actually think he's right. that's not true, though. <laughs> but if any of the shows, we covered it last week. Yeah, yeah, we covered it. But, but, but um, you should hear Tom Merritt's take on this thing. I think he's actually correct about his take. He talked about it at length on Wednesday's DTNS. But he basically says, look, and they've, they've said as much. This isn't a the final iteration or anything. This is them throwing a bunch of money, which they have a lot of, at a thing and saying, "Let's see what works. Let's start experimenting. Let's." This is the knowledge phase. This isn't the finished product. This is us putting some stuff out there. We see how it tests. We see how it does. We add these features. We do this stuff. And if you go back to 2007, it is almost exactly the template they used for moving into streaming. Uh, and at the time, if you looked at their streaming lineup, it was shit in 07. Like, it was bad. The launch was like a horrendous lineup. There was no original content then. And it was a bad movies nobody cared about, so that's what they got access to. And they built it, built it, built it, built it. Tom's convinced, and I'm pretty sure he made a pretty strong argument about this, that Netflix's thing here is start really small, build it out. We follow the template we already know that we did with streaming, and we see where this takes us. So makes sense. So that's one I, I, part of this. I, I think that's smart, but it's also coming from Tom who uh, honestly, if, if Tom Merritt came up to me and was like, well, John, your parents actually named you Boris. He'd probably convince me that that was true. <laughs> like Tom's would. just like, I'd be like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. They probably did name me Boris. Yeah. yeah. He's, he just makes such a clear point. He does. He makes really good points. He, and he generally tries to not do Boris like ones. He likes to, you know, he likes to have a little meat to whatever his arguments are. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I understand what John's saying. I know what you mean. The, yeah. Like, yeah, the, like, as I've listened to lots of Tom's podcasts over the years, and it's, it is just like a, mm-hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have nothing. So often I'm talking back to the shows that I'm listening to, and I listen to Tom, I'm like, I don't no, know. No I'm notes. glad he's telling me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No notes. No yeah. notes. No notes. It's yeah. a sensible. I was going to say yeah. he could tell me the sky isn't blue, but then you always get that person that's like, well, technically the sky isn't blue. And I just <laughs> didn't want to have that. So I just needed an argument that nobody would be able to poke holes in immediately. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that either. Those kind of people annoy me. But um, anyway, uh, he had a, it was a really good point. And so part of that conversation, plus us talking about it last week, I decided to go on this little mission, this little short mini mission of playing everything they've put out so far, have a little bit of experience with every one of those games, and then come to the show and just say kind of where I ended up with it. Okay, I'm not going to talk about all the games. Don't worry. It's like 30 of them or something. I'm not doing that. But I will say that I think their top, let's say, four games, um, Despite the fact that they, they don't have synced across platform stuff, they don't have some of the required controller stuff that, that that Apple's doing with their service. So there's some of those things missing. I think maybe those things are coming. Like I'd love, you know, cross save to be really nice for my iPad and my phone to my iPad. They don't do that yet. But but pound for pound, the actual games I think might be better than almost the entire lineup of of Apple stuff. And there's nothing wrong with oh, a lot of what Apple stuff oh, is. Wow. But it's just there are some really good games in here. I'll give you an example. Into the Breach is on there. And it costs you nothing if you have a Netflix account. And Into the Breach, as we know, is an amazing game. It's an incredible as we game. Know. And as it's we really know. good on there. I've been I playing it. I already that. own it on PC. Yeah, you have it. But you know, if you're looking for a good game, 
They have that. Point P is so amazing. We're their catalogs, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's solid. The other one it's is Point game. P. I talked game. about on the show before. That Point P game is made by the dude that made Downwell. If you don't know what that game is, that's also amazing. Yeah, um, anyway, well. really cool game. Moonlighter's on there. Uh, with all the DLC, which is, again, already a Steam game. None of these are new original games, by the way. Um, they're not doing that yet. But they're all games you can get someplace else if you already want to pay for them. Or they're here. Moonlighter's amazing. Arcanum Rise of Akan is a very good card battler uh, roguelike thing that I also have on PC. I had a dev code for that. And the version on this is very, very good. Uh, those are the top four. There's a ton of others I could mention, but I'm not going to get into those. They have upcoming games like Spirit Fair, which I know John and I liked and both played and liked. Mm-hmm. Um, City Builder called Reigns Three Kingdoms, which is um, coming to PC same day. That'll be their first like day one launch game. Uh, or no, that's Terra Nil, sorry. Reigns Three Kingdoms already exists. But Terra Nil is this new one. Uh, it's not even on Steam yet, but it's on Wishlist. Anyway, point is, after playing all of these, I came down to like these four and they were really good, like good game experiences, more like traditional game experiences, the stuff I kind of get into on PC or might like more on consoles. And I think that's a good, strong lineup. I think they're, they're, they're games that are original to Netflix. Like they've got a um, couple of games that are based on, you know, Stranger Things and those are okay. They're fine. Um, you know, they get some stuff like that. But for the most part, it's a small list but it feels like quantity over quality right now. And while, yeah, no, you know, people aren't p- playing these in droves and there's lots of problems about discoverability that all the stuff we talked about last week is true. Um, I think there's some really good, strong stuff there. Does it mean they'll nail the landing and get this the way that they want it? And they're working on cloud and all this other stuff. Now some job listings for cloud developers, like maybe, but I'm just saying from a pure, like, Hey, I'm signing up today. I already have Netflix or I got to pay this extra five bucks a month for Apple Arcade and I like mobile games. Where are you going to get the most value? If you already have Netflix, you will get it on these Netflix games. They're better games. Sorry, Apple. They just are. Um, There's more on the Apple side. And I realize, again, subjective here. People could say, well, that RPG John talked about last week is so good on its own. It could be the greatest game of all of these. Well, maybe. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying really strong lineup for a thing that hardly anyone knows about or uses. So that was my experiment. You're welcome, everybody. I did it for you. Hey, Scott played all of them, so you can pick from his top. That's right. So I'm looking for a a, a provider for games on my mobile device. Yeah. Um, Your recommendation is? I would. Do you have a Netflix account already? Do you already subscribe? Do. Oh, good news, Bo. I would get the. um, I'd go ahead and get the Netflix games. I'd get all those. After uh, last week, I heard from people that said they never saw the section because, again, it's not it looks like an advertisement. It doesn't look like an actual section to pay attention. It's also way down the list, Uh, right? Yeah, it it sucks. But they said, I didn't know about it. You guys talked about it, though. So I just went to the app store and searched for Into the Breach or Netflix Into the Breach and got it and just downloaded it that way. Yeah. So you don't even need to launch the app, really. No. Uh, You can you just don't. find it in the app store if right. uh, any of those games are pique your interest. And then you just get them if you have Netflix. Yeah, they just um, work. So, yeah, you know, it's fine. I'll tell you what this conversation made me do. Uh, it didn't make me care anymore about Netflix games, but it did make me reinstall Into the Breach. Good. So I'll probably have played that next week. Good. 
that game's, game's so awesome. good. That game's amazing. All that new content's on this uh, mobile version as well. And speaking of like a perfect platform for it, like you know, I'll never, I'll never convince John that the that the phone's the way to play anything. But if you're going to pick a game that works just great with drag and drop, That's it's really good for that. Yeah, it's also good on controller. I've been playing on the Steam Deck's fine on there. But it's uh, really strong as a drag and drop sort of mouse controlled thing, which means your fingers the mouse. Start fingering your mouse is what I'm saying. Uh, and then here's my here's my other experiment. Oh, sorry, another PSA, a little public service thing. During the week, I made a giant list of all the Steam Deck games that I've played and liked to this point, meaning they played well, <laughs> that it was good, and I made a whole list and put it on Three. the internet. Oh, I'm not reading it here. Two, no, 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 no. It's not happening here. One. No. Here's the URL. Ready? Uh, was, <laughs> oh, you, you made an actual yes, list. Yes, I, I made waiting, a list. I'm not going to read them here. I was waiting That's for stupid. John's comment about this to be like... No. How, how big is the list? No, I'm not talking about the list. It's All I'm saying is if you want to read my list of my favorite 2D... I broke it in categories. Favorite 2D and 3D games on the on the Steam Deck. You can find it at frogpants.com slash game oh no deck games let me make sure that's right did you do this on a spreadsheet scott no i just did I'm it on going to the my, url right now no it's, you just it's made a, a list deck. Just Look, a list yeah deck games frogpants.com slash deck games that's it first of all i love the enthusiasm yeah uh, i love the nerd in me loves that this is something you do, yeah i made so. a list man Look i that. i don't this have any public service for i don't have any people. criticism i think it's hilarious but I don't have any criticism of this. I think this is extremely funny. And it's, it's because I did something similar. I told you about this. Bo wasn't here for this, so he missed this. So no. this is going to be a shock to him. But my wife the other day came into the office and I looked like I was working furiously on something. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she's like what are you doing? Yeah. And she knew something was up because I had Excel open willingly. Like it wasn't oh, part of work so, or anything. So and she's like, a, where's the chatterbait? She's like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? And I was going through our last episode and time stamping all of our discussions. Uh, and I saved I it in this. an Excel document that sorry. was called petty. Uh, <laughs> I did this. I created this. <laughs> You know, people are not going to know because this happened post-show. This was post-show. It wasn't on the pre-show and it wasn't on the show If you're an audio listener, you have no idea what kind of beef's been going on behind the scenes. There's drama like crazy with the The core core crews coming to blows. We're in fighting. And, you know, maybe we have to... Yeah. Anyway, so you made a spreadsheet. I made a a spreadsheet to time everything. Now, I, I also told Scott this, and this is true. The reason I did it is because I've been so used to doing my own stream and vamping so much on conversations and stuff like that that I've actually become incapable of telling how long I have talked about something and so if somebody says like you talked about solitaire for 20 minutes there's a part of me that's like somebody said that (laughs) did I actually say that did I do that what what (laughs) happened and so I went to check and then yes I did get petty with it I was like oh we talked about it for 4 minutes 20 seconds how long did everybody talk about everything and I checked the whole thing oh so I know the way that these weird passions can bubble up and turn into projects and I think it's very funny and endearing to see that one happened to Scott at least Scott's is a service to other right. people we're kind of upstaging this with our beef but yeah. like 
like um, Scott's is something people can actually use. Mine serves nobody any good except me. Makes yeah, me no, yours better. was a spite list. Mine was one where <laughs> I had enough people say, "Hey, what, what are? Do you have a list somewhere of all the games you talked about so far on the deck, and what are you playing on there?" And I, was, I just got mine, and I said, "You know what? I should do that. I'll just sit down and make one." So I took twenty minutes and made no, a giant list, and, and every single links. this is so convenient. Yeah, they all have links right to, to Steam. So if you click on, although I want to say, if you feel if you feel like you have a bit of time, I think you should throw John's list up under frogpants.com <laughs> slash petty list. <laughs> petty list. Here's the timestamps for everything. I will use this, Scott. I'm not kidding. If the day comes that I do get a Steam Deck, yeah. I am going to absolutely this will be you a should. first stop to be like what works really good on okay. on the device and that's the big takeaway genuinely good service that's the big takeaway none of these are like oh these are games of the year or these are the greatest games of the world or any of that these are just like hey these all ran really well and i enjoyed them so i didn't put anything i didn't like on here even if it ran well and uh, so everything i i put on here i like and then but they're all like, and, and some of them are not marked in the store as deck verified, which is a little green check mark. Some of them Wait, have so caveats, so but, but they got verified for Steam, but they right? still work. Yeah, they're, they're great. So anyway, um, and there's a ton on there. I put a ton and I also at the bottom put all the instructions on how to do game pass on your dang game deck and also a link to how to run retro stuff as well. So no, this is great. Actually, it's a good resource because people do ask in the chat or have, you know, then you can just link this and be like, here you go. Yeah. So What's again, the link again, Scott at home. If, if you're here in later. Yeah. If you guys just got here, it's frogpants.com slash deck games. It's also on our core website as well. I just put a link on there. So go check awesome. it out. Awesome. That's Public great. service. All right. Finally, we, now we, we need a list. We need another page on your website. Sorry to do all this website management on the show, but <laughs> we need another page for that's games Scott completed and then yeah. games that John counts that Scott <laughs> completed. Like we have both lists. <laughs> what counts, what doesn't count. Well, no, I think we're about to get into this topic again. You and, just have uh, a column, you have a game, and then you have me, you, and John. And each column, you put an X if you think it's truly finished or not. John, I don't want to get involved. Just mind blank. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the game I me eating popcorn. The game I finished after a big pause was. Let me tell you how I got there. But it's a, uh, it's Assassin's Creed Origins, the one with Bayek of Siwa, my favorite character in the history of that series. I know everyone's oh. like, wait, what's about what about what's her name in Odyssey? Oh, I love her. Before we yes, but, but before right we get there. into it, Scott, I have to tell you, I tweeted you this, but this is genuinely weird. You played this game, mm-hmm. and you out of nowhere you played this game. Yeah, I don't know what inspired you to play it, but I saw you tweet about it, and literally the night before, I, when I woke up, I saw that tweet. Yeah. That night, I dreamt about Cassandra from Assassin's <laughs> Creed Odyssey. It is the weirdest freaking thing that is weird i've ever experienced that you woke up and you were like you know what i gotta play assassin's creed origins and i woke up and was like i just dreamt about assassin's creed odyssey i should play assassin's creed odyssey again yeah really why not should. why not okay so here's the I'll, I'll tell you the the tale here and she is awesome don't get me wrong she's right up there but i love Bayek so much i love his story anyway um so here's how it came around to it i watched the movie prey which was on okay. hulu and what struck, I love the movie, but what really struck me in the movie was the music. Didn't expect the music to be so amazing. I was like, oh my gosh, this is an incredible soundtrack. And I want to know more about this. So I started looking up stuff and seeing what Trachtenberg had said online about the music. And it turns out um, he is also a huge 
fan of the Assassin's Creed games and says that he was like, man, the music's in these are so good and we need to get someone for music for this upcoming project. And he reached out, talked to her and bim, bam, boom, Bob's your uncle. They got, they got the soundtrack for Prey. So I looked it up and it's the composer who she made music for all three of the most recent games. She does other games as well, Modern Warfare, some other stuff. But the three most recent uh, Call of, or, uh, Assassin's Creeds, these newer ones, Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla, all her scores. And they're amazing scores. So then I thought, well, you know what I'm in the mood for? I'm in the mood for just listening to some of these scores. So I fired up a big playlist of some huge 10-hour thing on YouTube of nothing but music from from Origins. And I got so into it that I went, why am I not just playing Origins again? So that's where that came from. Uh, this amazing music drove me to remind myself that I never really finished. I played really deep into it, so I was I was probably even close. As it turns out, I was a week close. So this is the other experiment. That's how it led me to this, but my other experiment was, Scott, this is going to be a week where you play one video game. You're going to be like normal people. You're going to play one game. doesn't matter when it came out. You're going to play that game, and that's all you're going to play. Like normal freaking people who play video games, they play one game and that's the game they play until they're done and then they move on to something else. And I'm usually like, oh, 50 different things. Let me try this indie. Let me try this AAA. Let me do do, do, do. I'm doing all these too many. It's too much. So I said, I'm going to play a game and I just make sure it's a good deck game. It turns out it is. Um, and uh, that's what I did. I played it on about half the time on PC, half the time on the Steam Deck, it, you know, synced saves and stuff so I could keep my progress. And I was already about 30 plus hours into the game when I bounced. So I immediately got back into it, really enjoying it. And then before I knew it today, before the show, I freaking beat it. Done. Done and dusted. Only took me nice. six years or whatever it's been. Yeah. See what happens when you devote yourself to only one video. Game? I know. It's amazing. So uh, what's hilarious is my, <laughs> my next game is going to be get back into Odyssey. Wherever I was, I'm not starting over. I'm going to be wherever I was. <laughs> yeah, you, you uh, couldn't. Like, no. That game is long. It's too big. Um, that's I one wonder thing. how it compares to Valhalla, too, because I got a little taste of what you guys are talking about in Valhalla. Yeah, they're long but games. It feels like it's bigger than Odyssey. Or uh, Odyssey, I think. It might think be the biggest the, of the three. From yeah, I think at. Odyssey was the biggest, because I think yeah. there were a lot of people that were like, is it going to be as long as Odyssey? And they were like, no. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not going to be that big again. I think it might be as big now with all the DLC, but yeah. Oh, I think Valhalla was touted i've read i've read it i haven't done it but i was just like oh my god i know I the world's 20, the biggest i play 20 and 30 hours and you know there's this big this is non-dlc the big kill list i had yeah. like two people on it yeah you know i'm that like i'm barely in the game after 30 hours it's kind of nuts. and i haven't killed them all either that's the other thing with origins if i really wanted to go back and try to 100 percent it there's plenty more for me to do i just beat the story um so i could go back and do all the side quests and stuff if i wanted but i kind of want to just jump right into odyssey now and do the same thing there and then get back into Valhalla and just keep going. Like I'm really got a taste for it right now and I kind of am into it. So I think I'm probably going to do that. I installed it before the show. Odyssey's just sitting there waiting. Haven't tried it on the steam deck. That's okay. If it doesn't work great, but it may, I don't know. It's only a year different. Oh, it's um, close. So here's the hours according to the, how long to beat, which granted might vary, but at least we're, it's the same site for all three games. Yeah. But it says Assassin's Creed Origins main story 30 hours, main plus extra 52 hours, and completionist 84 hours. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Odyssey is main story 44 and a half hours, 
main plus extra 83 and a half hours and completionist 140 hours, which Valhalla is a little, it's like mixed. It's higher in some areas, but lower in others. Uh, Main story for Valhalla is 59 and a half hours. So more for the main story, Uh, main story plus extra is 93, but then it's shorter for the completionist with 136. So it's right there in the same vein like those games are so long yeah they're big old beasts but man i think it's because you spend a lot of time like in valhalla it's fun to be on the boat just raiding river towns it's got nothing to do with the main story like i spent a lot of time just screwing around yeah each of the games has like a part they they have a thing like that in that case it's you know raiding towns from the river and 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 uh it didn't even feel like Assassin's Creed, to be honest. It's like it's hilarious. Oh yeah, no, that Creed. game. That's the other thing I like about Origins. They retain more of the stealth stuff than the other two do. But I don't know. You can stealth in those kind of in, in certain situations. It depends on what you're doing. Like I, I think I didn't get to it yet. I think you graduate from Viking to going to towns and doing that. But like the first thirty hours, it's literally Viking shit. Yeah. Com. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I'm, <laughs> assassinations. There's, how does a Viking assassinate someone? They literally run at you from the boat with two giant axes and swing it into your head like, ooh, super stealthy. Yeah. It's awesome, though, but it's just like, <laughs> I was like, is this just Assassin's Creed in name only? <laughs> like, But I think, it, if, judging by the way the story was going, I think probably. Yeah, you do some stealthy. I still played that game, even that one pretty stealthy, because I just like that gameplay, but. You can, you know, outside of the town raids, it's not very... At one point, you're like, you go and do mushrooms in that game. Talk <laughs> yeah. to weird deer in, like, a space zone. Like, it gets really... I'm like, Assassin's Creed? <laughs> like, yep. what? Oh, these, yeah. all this these like three... Vikings the TV show. But these three are all like that. Like, you fight a giant freaking raw statue in, in Origins. Yeah, I guess uh, um, Odyssey definitely gave those oh, vibes, yeah. too. I never played Yeah, you it. fight the Minotaur. There's also a non-Minotaur. Uh, that's a whole quest line. Not Minotaur. Well, the, the first time that they have you encounter the Minotaur, it is literally a dude in a cave yep. wearing a bull uh, <laughs> over his head, going, oh, "I'm the Minotaur!" Like he's just he's just yelling inside his mask. But you oh, do later encounter the real Minotaur. Yeah, you get but. to the real guy later. Um, I've got at least that far. I don't know how. I can't remember how deep or far I got. But when I'm in the mood for Assassin's Creed games, I really am in the mood. And that's what I'm in the mood for right now. So the main thing I wanted to do, though, the experiment was, Scott, can you calm down and play one game and focus on that and not get distracted? And the answer is, yeah, I did. But did you play all the Netflix games? Oh, well, yeah, but that didn't. I wasn't me playing them hard or trying to finish anything. <laughs> oh, that was okay. like that was like work, you know? Like I was so doing it was just that, for that and 30 other games, but they were casual. Yeah, they were casual. I mean, if, <laughs> if I spent more, the one I spent the most time on was was Into the Breach. And by a long, more time, I, I probably maybe an hour. So I, I didn't cheat. I dated 30 other women. <laughs> yeah, but my goal, I just, like, but you don't I understand. wasn't emotionally invested in them. I was only emotionally invested in you. The Netflix thing was a it was an experiment for DTNS and for the show, and it was it felt like work. Like it was, it felt like a work thing to do, and I did it during the day, and it wasn't like a thing where it was like you know for my own pleasure or whatever. But this run through, this finishing of Origins was definitely for myself. I didn't stream any of it. I just wanted to play it, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And I can't wait to get back into the other one because I'm in the mood now. Will I bounce again? I don't know. Maybe because this one's huge and I am looking forward to that new Saints Row at the end of the month. But uh, 
I got the open world itch right now, and I'm ready to go. Yeah. So nice. Yep, that's so, what I did. Uh, no huge list. So, John, do you want to get your watch out? I need a pee break, but if you guys don't need it, I don't want to miss any of John's segment. Oh, so we can pee. Let's pee. <laughs> let's go pee. If, if the group's all on board for pee break, pre- yeah, let's, let's do it. If not, then you can find me. For, bake your, for the everybody bake your pee, and everybody we'll, be, pee we'll be back. Which is kind of fun. Oh, yeah. That's what you want. I got a delivery. I got What'd you get? time for a pee and a delivery. What'd you get? Uh, replacement glasses. So, as you might be aware, I'm pretty good at keeping them in. These glasses are... <laughs> <can> put, <laughs> like see how they're like this they've been uh-huh. like that for like uh-huh. a long time like at least eight months if not a year yeah, yeah. probably not a year but a long time so yeah. i just got replaced so i'm gonna oh, that's great now. right now on the show you're getting hopefully the, they fit them yep out. live wow. live co- everything is content tm yep welcome to I the got content a new pair of glasses that's amazing they look identical, so there's nothing. This is not going to be anything shocking. They're right. very inexpensive. Well, don't he break made these. It, by the way, Scott, four minutes and twenty eight seconds. I know my alarm went off, and he was already sitting there. I'm yeah, kind of. Surprised. Oh, these are clean too. Yeah. Oh, they're so clean. Wow, it's like VR in here, man. <laughs> Wait, realer than real, man. He realer did say he did say one minute though. Remember. One minute to pee? No, he said five. Oh, right? two. Oh. Well, you, yeah, you said, can you do it in five? And I said, oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And I made it. You did. You made it. I made it. Congratulations. I did it, I did it everyone. Chat room rejoice. All right. Uh, let's move on there. to John's Thank picks. Thank you for your donger. Hey, did you play Cult of the Lamb? Because that was the hot talk for all week. What was the deal there, John? You like Cult of the yeah, Lamb? Yeah, I did play it. Uh, the funny thing is, is I didn't get too much further into it. So I don't have a lot <laughs> more to say. Uh, because I played it on stream and for stream people were like, yeah, start it over. So I basically played what I had already played, Mm. but Mm. uh, it, it remains really solid. I've heard some people say that the game isn't as deep as they would like. uh, But generally the consensus I'm hearing is that it's a very good game. Every experience I've had with it has been a lot of fun. I like the twisted sense of humor. Uh, I like the art style. Um, I think it's, I think it's a really creative, awesome game. So I'm going to be playing more of it for sure. But nice. unfortunately, I was hoping I'd have more to say about it, but I didn't have a lot of free open time to play video games this week uh, that wasn't streaming or otherwise. Sure. So I basically played the same introductory like levels and learning about building your cult and converting cute little critters and stuff like that. So that's basically all I've all I've done. You clean up poop. There's mm. poop in that game. Oh. You know, so, you know, get into the core wheelhouse here. There's poop mm, right. that you have to pick up, and then you get fertilizer, and you can use that uh, for growing plants and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a good game. Um, I really like it. Hopefully, I will actually get further in it and can talk more about it next week. But um, it has really fun Twitch integration, too. So it's also a pretty fun game to stream. Um it has a lot of ways that you can interact with listeners through using a, like a in, what's it called? Like an app or whatever they call them. Oh, uh, uh, I can't think of the name. Um, I know what you mean. I can't think. Uh, of it integration. Inter- uh, Twitch extension. Twitch extension. That's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, it's got a good Twitch extension. So there's some some fun things you can do with chat and stuff like that. And <laughs> the only uh, bad part about extensions is they don't work on mobile. So you're like, hey, everyone, I got the extension. Everyone's like, I'm on mobile. And you're yeah, like, mobile, oh, okay. mobile, iPad, iPad. All right, okay, well, everybody mobile. else will do this. 
But yeah, there's ways that they can like help create your followers and, you know, throw some stuff into the world for you to deal with. So that stuff's always cool. Yeah. Um, I also played Cooking Simulator. Oh, which is on uh, Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, I, again, because I did it on stream, like what you do on stream is so different than what you do if you're just playing by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like if I was playing by myself, I would have probably gone to cooking school and learned how to actually play this game. Instead, I d- picked sandbox mode, which was a big mistake. Yeah, I just got dropped in a kitchen. I was like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I couldn't find any utensils I wanted. Uh, clearly, the way they cook is different from how I cook. And so then my mission very quickly became how much damage can we do to this kitchen? Uh, I blew up about 50% of the kitchen by putting uh, gas canisters on stoves that were on. Nice. Uh, I tried deep frying a book, a cookbook that didn't work, but I did eventually light the cookbook on fire and throw it on the floor and light the entire floor on fire. Great. Um, you know, it was a multiplayer experience. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't and, know. Um, so, do you have an alert sound, Scott? Do you have an uh, alert sound for me? Oh, well, you got breaking news? Just I need an alert sound. And I'll tell Barry. you. Barry. There. Oh, you don't have a Star Trek. Oh, uh, yeah, I can give you that. Hold on. Uh, if it's too long to find. I'll no, I got it. I got it right here. No, that's warp. No, nope, that's not it. Hold on. No, that sucks. No. Oh, here it is. Okay, oh, go. okay, good enough. Uh, yeah. VR alert, VR alert. There's a VR version of this. Oh, nice. Oh, that's make what, thing. We that's need an alert for VR said. alert. Whenever yeah, like, it is a VR It looks like a VR game as you play it. And I was it just wondering if there's crossplay. Like because um, I feel like we could play do a cooking simulator stream with crossplay if there was multiplayer. That's what it I'm looks like right it's single player only. Yeah. What I'm seeing. Yeah. So I played the game. I played a bunch of this game. I have it on Steam, and it's it's ridiculous, but kind of fun. I want like you didn't mess with any. Well, it's Game Pass, so I doubt you did. But there's that DLC for like you know end of world stuff. It's like uh, no, I didn't do any of that. I just I just tried to make pasta sauce, and it didn't. I basically just. (laughs) So are you good at cooking IRL? I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not exactly. What's your top dish? Um, the best thing I do is a Mexican take on uh, shepherd's pie. Oh, oh shepherd's pie. That's time consuming. Yeah. Easy to get wrong if you don't do the ingredients right. I know because I copied Gordon Ramsay's shepherd's pie as a yeah. specialty. So we're, we're shepherd pie brothers. Yeah, you're pie yes. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> we're pie brothers. <laughs> that doesn't sound lost, right. Lost pie. <laughs> no, sir. Whatever what you said earlier. Uh, but we're pie bros. And um, so I feel you on this. So, okay. I can respect. Yeah. I, not that I intentionally try to be toxic or anything, but like I can respect you saying this is not real life, right? Because. If Scott says that, and the best thing he can cook is a hot dog with a, you know, pita wrapped around it, and what is it, mayonnaise or weird maple syrup? <laughs> like, no, there's geez, no maple ma- syrup in it. I don't know where that like, came from. Like that's Scott. Is Scott, is that your top dish, or do you actually have some uh, savantitude? I have this. Well, I'm not good at it, but I have these things called weird eggs. But it's really just. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's not, all you need to nope, know. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna pull eggs. John here and not count that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a John move. That's and, fair. Uh, say, no, it's not on the list. 
this. Totally like, fair. <laughs> anything called weird and noun. Yeah, weird list. eggs. My kids love them, weird. but yeah. They're, they're okay, weird. they're probably good, right? So why are they weird? I have to know now. Cause, okay, so because they sound gross. Here's what I do. I take, a, <laughs> I take a small bowl and I take two eggs. I crack them, put them in the bowl, stir them up kind of scrambled style. Uh, I put ranch dressing in there like a spoon of it and then mix it in. So it's got this flavor and then uh, salt, <laughs> salt, and then I do salt and pepper. And then, and then I, hold on, there's more. I take it, I put it in the microwave. So I don't even cook it on a stove. I put it in the microwave. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did I miss a step? Break it, two eggs, mix in ranch, microwave. Huh? Yeah, okay, stir it, so it up. Okay. You got to stir it All up. Right. You got salt and pepper. Then you put it in the microwave. And then you put it in for, depends, I think it's usually about a minute for two eggs. Uh, you finish with the thing, it comes out, and you scoop it out, and it's in a perfect, like, hockey puck freaking <laughs> Oh, shape. my God. Yeah. And then you, uh, you are, are there any up. other steps? Oh, you cut them up and give them to the kids. That's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> they love them, dude. Oh they God. love them. They love them. They used to love those things growing up. I'm a terrible cook. I will admit it. I have no problem admitting it. I'm garbage. Oh my god! Garbage in the kitchen. Thank goodness Kim knows what she's doing. Because I weird. How did you first invent this? Did you see it somewhere, or did were you like? What no, works? I just made it up. <laughs> it just inspired. He was like, you know what? I made put these eggs in a bowl. You know mm-hmm. what else can go in a bowl? Yep. Ranch dressing. Yeah, and I've Salt made my because that's what you put on <laughs> eggs and put it in the microwave. <laughs> I've made myself oh. plenty of like you know spaghetti for a week and keep it in the fridge in a Tupperware thing or you know it's all bad eating. It's all college all right. food. It's so I love you, Scott. Uh, please forgive me if I'm being offensive. Not at all. At Not at all. I but admit. If you were to tell me these recipes aren't like real life, I'm going to press X for doubt. <laughs> but when John says that, I'm like, oh, no, he probably knows. He can make a shepherd's pie. He I believe John what, can make a shepherd's pie. He knows what a real pie. recipe is. No, so. you're right. I look at both of you. It provides me and our listeners with the proper context on John's comment. I look at both of you and I go, oh, I bet those guys can both make actual food. I don't look in the I mirror can. and think that. Yeah. I mean, part it's all it all started with you know the whole um, trying to impress a potential mate, yeah, right? Which I got. I've got to compensate for certain things, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna make a mean ass shepherd's pie. (laughs) (laughs) You'll want to leave, but then you'd be like, he might cook me dinner again, so I'm gonna stay. You're not wrong. Yeah, I am the cook for the family. Like that is typically my my role, and it is not uncommon for people to food to be refused and then find out John made it and go, "Oh, John made it." Yeah. Well, hold on. Now I now I would like it. So now I want to know more. That's yeah. that's kind of where it falls into. But I wouldn't say that I'm a great cook. Like there are a lot of cooking skills I don't possess. I didn't know how to dice an onion properly until like a week ago because it was just something I didn't do very often. Yeah. I would be lazy and I'd get pre-diced onions or something like that or just forego putting onion in something because I didn't want to do it. And of course, the first time I tried to do it, uh, I cut myself <laughs> doing it, so I'm not even that great at it. You but should do a I'm, cooking uh, stream. But I am okay at cooking. I, I had uh, I made a fantastic lunch today, which was sort of like a baked ziti, except I didn't have actual ziti noodles, so you can't really call it baked You ziti should do a cooking stream. Ziti noodles. Yeah, you think John I, back should when do. I was uh, smoke weed every day, I did these <laughs> cooking streams, and people liked them and they asked me when i'm gonna do one again but now that i'm not doing that anymore i'm like less likely to do weird things was it like only that. fun because you were a little high or was that the why that was fun or what let's not let's not get into those questions because <laughs> i would actually say like yeah 
All right. I'll briefly touch on this subject. Okay. Because it's legal in Canada and it's totally legit. Oh, it's totally fine. Yeah, you're good. But but, um, I found I was much more motivated and positive while smoking weed every day in that I would get up and go exercise. I would go do things. I was just inspired by life. I had a lot of energy for things and wanted to do crazy things. And now that I don't. I'm like, I guess I'll play some video games. Like, <laughs> like it, I, I had an energy and zeal to do weird things that I just don't, and I can't explain it other than that. The problem is, it's not great for you. Uh, at least it give, it contributed to my year of ang- like anxiety and, and a lot of that stress I was going through. Yeah, because I haven't been doing it for like a year and a half now, and I'm back to baseline. So, and it's funny because like the therapists I talked to were like, stop drinking coffee, uh, go to bed on time, make your food better. And should I stop smoking weed? They're like, no, 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 that's great. Like, cause it's helping a lot of people right now. Yeah. It wasn't good for me. Yeah. That's why, you know, it varies and I'm not giving any medical advice, blah, 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 blah. But all I have to say, I did cooking stream and people like it and they miss it and I don't do it anymore. And I feel like I should. And I think John, just as a one-off, not as a, I'm a, I'm a cooking streamer now, but yeah. as a special edition of the John show, uh, I think people would dig, dig yeah. a little, uh, yeah, yeah do that. We'll we'll yeah. all tune in for it, and uh, if you guys Cooking ever want to see me, something that's universal. People love food. You know? If you want to see yeah. me make a, a, a cylindrical brick, I want to see that too. I want to yeah, see a weird. That's really the one 100%. who should make a cooking stream because you should show people how to make cheese crisp weenies, whatever you call them. That's what I call them. Cheese, but, cheese you know, crisp weenies yeah. is a pretty good name. Mine are called dog Ritos, but it's the same. Uh, real quick here, the um, the other thing we would do with these, we'd microwave them. They come out like a puck, and then you put them. Uh, you put cheese on it, and this is the most fun because this is an alternative way of doing it. You put cheese on it while it's in the microwave. So you've created a nuclear bomb in there because we would take it out of there, and then the kids would each take turns being the one with the fork that would like get up close to it like a bomb disarmer. It's like freaking, um, what was that movie called with uh, the Hawkeye? I can't remember. Anyway, they'd get up real close and go, The Hurt Locker? Hurt Locker. And they'd take their fork and go, poke, 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 and it would go, and shoot cheese and egg all over the place. They love doing that. My wife hated it because she'd come home, there'd be egg pieces on the root on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can't imagine why that was unpopular. But it was Wait, great. You ever because, made a comment to the like, oh, I'm home to my four kids. Well, here's what was great. She we would then take the egg at, once it had gone, it would go kind of lower down after the explosion. And then you scoop it out, you put it on some toast, and then just kind of makes basically make a sandwich out of it. Oh, so good, you guys. It's so good. I'm oh, telling weird you. Eggs? Yeah, weird, oh, eggs. weird eggs. Weird eggs. Weird eggs. Are I mean, great. it's almost like uh, what an egg in a basket, which I make those. Those are really good. Those are good. But, yeah. You know, done in a very. What's the British? What do they call way. the British? Call it something else? Egg in a hole or something like that, or egg in a. <laughs> what is it? No, they have a name. Egg in a hole. It was. It was egg on... in a hole. I think Allison Shane's made that song. Egg, egg, egg in, in a, a hole. hole. <laughs> Black as your soul. Losing my soul. Oh, oh, here it is. I'm about to crack. It is egg in a hole. That's it. That's what it's called. Uh, egg in a hole. And I'm losing my soul. It, it was in V for Vendetta. He made an egg in a hole for, for what's her bald name. And uh, she ate it. Yeah. You guys yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. They do make that in that. Yeah. yeah, it's a great comfort food. Oh, it is very. That good. was one of those where I showed uh, my wife and kids the food, and they went, they they turned their noses up at me because mm. they were like, "What have you done?" Mm. And I showed them how to eat it, and they gave it a fair shot. And that's one thing I will always say to my family: they are very willing to to try things, even if they're going like, eh, "That doesn't look very good." 
uh, and they all loved it. And it was a regular for quite some time around the house. So when you say, um, oh, frog and toad in the hole, they're saying is what it's called. I always called the egg in a basket, but okay. Toad in a hole. Toad in a hole sounds like something you'd do at a, in a Porky's movie. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like frat boy bet. Or like we're gonna yeah. bo- you coming? We're gonna do toad in the hole. We're doing toad, toad in the hole. hole. Yeah. To find out when you get there, just uh, take your pants off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't worry, it'll be fine. Take off your pants. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, so cooking simulator uh, still good. Still yeah, great. I also finished a game, Scott. Yeah, what'd you Just, play? What'd you get? I finished Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, it's done. Okay. That's a yep. game you started in the 90s and then finished in 2022. <laughs> yeah, what save file did you use, John? Yeah. A new one from this year. Oh, shit. Well. Uh, so that's, uh, that's, that's what I finished uh, this week. And yeah, I will say... Uh, that was a game I played when I was in elementary school, apparently. And uh, I did not appreciate the nuance and quality to that story. It's it's actually very good. They actually did something really, really interesting uh, with it that uh, by focusing really on just two main characters and, and making the story not really about the world-ending events that are happening in the story itself... Um, but focusing on a love story between two people instead, uh, even to the degree of there is a part in the game where they are explaining what the big bad wants to do to take over the world. Yeah. And the entire time they're explaining what the big bad wants to do, the main character is just worrying about a girl. Wow. And I really like it's kind of realistic in that way, like because these are all teenagers, angsty teens. And if somebody's sitting there going like, let me tell you about time compression. Time yeah. compression is a threat to our entire existence. Like for the main character to be sitting there being like, man, I really want to save this girl because I think she likes me and I think I like her the whole time they're talking about it. Yeah. Accurate. Uh, and I really appreciated the story for it. So uh, eight is very, very good. And uh, I've always looked back on it fondly, but it's always been from a perspective of you know, it was kind of the first Final Fantasy game I ever played, and I'm very involved in those characters and the music and the world, but now I feel like I actually have a concept of what that game was, what that story was, and uh, it was really, really good. And you're la- I assume um, you're launching straight into the 9 after this? Is that going to be a So thing? that is the plan. On Monday, I am starting Final Fantasy 9 yeah. uh, for the stream, for the playthroughs, um, and I am modding it, which... I'm really excited about. Uh, yeah. I will give a shout out to the mod. It's called uh, Maguri Mod, M O G U R I. And I went through hell trying to get Final Fantasy VIII modded and never could get it to work. I suspect it's probably because it was running on Windows 11. So, no real fault at the mod makers or anything like that. But I couldn't get it to work. I couldn't get it to do anything. Final Fantasy IX installed and ran no problem. This Maguri Mod installed and ran no problem it's an amazing mod it was extremely easy to install and get running and the game looks amazing really it runs on full like it runs full screen high definition uh everything looks very painted and they used uh uh what's i can't think of it not ui 
uh, AI, AI. <laughs> upscaling uh-huh. to upscale all the backgrounds and all of that to give them high res backgrounds so that they could do this. Everything just looks very, very good for it. So I'm really looking forward to it. Nine is another one that I hold in very high esteem. So uh, I'm very excited to be playing it. I played a little bit of it as kind of a test run to make sure that, you know, when it came to the day, it wasn't going to be just nonstop technical issues. And uh, it looks and plays beautifully. So I'm really looking forward to getting to that as nice. well. Nice. I like watching you play. So that will be a good one to catch the streams on. Yeah. Uh, and, tell tell uh, us about Marvel's that, Marvel Spider-Man. I, gosh, I can't think of when you've bought that game before. Uh, <laughs> I do the same <laughs> thing. I would almost, I just about bought it on PC. Came this close. And I'm like, I own this in three places. Why am I buying it again? Well, see, I only own it in one, and it's on the PS4, which right now uh, I don't have a PS4 hooked up anywhere, so it felt like a decent uh, buy. Uh, So, yeah, I picked up Marvel Spider-Man for PC uh, on my computer, and that game runs amazing on PC. Yeah, for good things. That's part of the reason why I am a little, you know, depends on what they do with the launcher, but I'm excited about Sony putting more uh, PC ports uh, out. Because I got to tell you, they're doing a good job. Like mm-hmm. Final Fantasy runs great. This runs great. Like uh, by all accounts, the new God of War runs great. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're doing a good job. And yeah, it runs extraordinarily smooth. It looks amazing. Like I haven't seen the kind of upscaling that it got for PS5 because I'd only ever played it on PS4, but it is shocking how good that game looks. I agree. And uh, when it looks that good and plays that fluidly, it just, it made me feel like my computer can do anything. Yeah. My computer could just solve any problem. What an amazing machine I have in front of me. Uh, It felt so good. And that game is just still all around solid. Like it's for how complicated the web swinging actually is in what you're doing Mm -hmm. it's a testament to how intuitive it is that they give you almost no tutorial on how to do it and you just somehow naturally know how it should go because it just clicks in your brain you're like i press this he does a web i see where it connects to the buildings i know how momentum works and all of that and it just goes yeah and uh that game is so fun I am going to join whatever camp it is that is not a huge fan of the new look for Peter Parker. I think he's uh, fine. I don't think it's bad, but as somebody who remembers the old look to the Peter Parker, seeing the new one, I was like, what is this? Yeah. What's happened? <laughs> so I was like stunned by the graphics everywhere. And then every time I saw Peter Parker's face, I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> what, ha- what happened? Yeah, I didn't mind so, it. I got used to it really quick, and it didn't bother me after that. Yeah, but. I I am still in the camp of I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm sure I'll get used to it. It's it's not a big deal. Um, they just he just looks different is all, and so I have the memory of the scenes and how it looked before in my head, and then all of a sudden it looks different, and it's just it just messes with you a little bit is all it's not the biggest deal one quick thing to say about this uh, about these particular sony games all running really well on pc they also are all deck verified like out the door um so if you're looking for another reason to play sony games on the go the steam deck versions of all well it's the same version they're just the pc versions they all run great including this which is brand new and looks insane on the steam deck Uh, Mm -hmm. i've only seen video so i don't have it myself but 
um, that's uh, I think that's cool. They're all deck verified and work like no problem at all. So don't put a don't put some PC launcher bullshit in there. That's what I'm saying. All right, sorry. Back to the point or back to your yeah. game. No, that's it. That's what I played. All right, nice. Um, I'm adding that game to my list because it is deck verified, and I know that game's good. So, uh, it's now on the you list. That one. I don't know, John. Are you gonna finish it? I never finished it. Uh, I did finish it on PS4. I don't know how fast I'll go through it on PC, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I got pretty um, far, and I did Scott, technically... You, you think you'd finish it? Well, I started it this year, and I restarted it, I should say, this year on PS5, and I got, I don't know, 25, 30 hours into it. Oh, nice. So I still have time. I could finish it before the end of the year, Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. It would count. It wouldn't fall off. It would. It would John's count on John's sure. list exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real. That's a legit win right there. Um. All right. Excellent, John or Bo. You played Skyrim VR. I'm so excited to hear about this. What? What? what <laughs> yeah. Happened? So, um, my gaming week took a sudden turn. Now, uh, <laughs> Skyrim VR. All right. A lot of people are going to want to hear this because if you are picking up the VR headset and looking for games a few of you have messaged me with your suggestions and you know there's a conversation to be had because you got to kind of find the good experiences it's not as rich you can't trip and fall into a triple a title that's amazing to play like you can in flat screen um and so the skyrim vr uh game has a few knocks against it it's a it's 80 dollars. it's another full price version of skyrim damn no one who hasn't played skyrim is paying this and if you go to the review page on Steam, it's mixed. And that looks like $80 for a mixed game. Full of complaints. Why would I buy this? So, disclaimer, I bought it at the Steam VR sale. It was half off, so I did pick it up to play later because I didn't. I haven't seen it go on sale very often. Including during this Quake Bethesda sale. <laughs> it's not on sale. Um, so that's why I snapped it up. <clears throat> I snapped it up because the comments you will notice is like bad but good with mods. Okay. I was like, I'm going to take the plunge because one of the biggest issues with VR games, even though in many ways they're much better than an old game like Skyrim, is they're not complete experiences. And this is a complete experience that I know will be good. And this is prior to me playing Half-Life. So um, I didn't really start it up. You know, I was doing other stuff. And then, well, a new mod got released that caught my attention that made me need to play right away which is a mod called Plank, which is physical something, attack, combat, whatever. It stands for something, but it's called Plank. And it basically allows you to grab a lot of things in the game. Okay. So you can, ba- you know all that stuff on the table that you can steal? Sure. You can't really interact with it. You can pick it up, throw it across the room. It's great. Uh, you don't want to take out your sword to kill someone? Well, you can pick someone up and throw them off. The <laughs> you can literally pick any enemy up. I think there's weight restrictions, so I try. You know, I think a dragon's going to be hard to lift around. But and this is the thing that really sold me. You can grab a dude, like let's say a bandit's coming up to you, and he's going to uh, try and attack you. You can grab him so that he stops hitting you. So if you look, I have some clips posted uh, on the link here. It's going to demonstrate this because whatever you're going to show is not going to be the experience I had on there. All right. So you're not actually showing the plank. So if you look, I put some funny clips down. I think the first, the first one's the one you want. It's going to demonstrate the plank, uh, mod, which just came out like a few months ago. It's, it's very new. Um, 
So if you grab that clip, it's going. You'll see. It's just a longer delay because YouTube's longer. Oh, okay, because YouTube's longer. Okay, mm-hmm. so you'll see. Okay, so I can't follow along as quickly as on Twitch. Yeah. Um, you'll see me fight a bandit king, or bandit, and basically I'm gonna pick the guy up, and then stab him repeatedly, um, while I'm hold like I'm holding on to him. Now I derp around trying to get my sword here. Yeah. But basically, this is a mod in the game that allows you to interact with other bodies it's a lot of fun so i had this thing where like oh i'm gonna play a rogue sneak up behind people grab them by the neck and slit their throat and that sounded awesome i was like i don't want to press a button and do it i literally want to grab the enemy by the neck or by the head or muffle them or do and then go or just and just go just go, yeah. and i'm like i gotta play skyrim now yeah and thus begun my journey installing 150 mods into this game that's a lot holy crap um, because there's just a lot of great mods and you go down a rabbit hole and they turn an old game into a, a better game. <clears throat> so what you're seeing, that clip there is me shooting a dragon. Actually, it's not. it doesn't demonstrate the mod that I wanted to show off today. But um, the, in VR, those dragons are amazing. They're yeah. huge. They animate. They talk. They go, ah! And and it's just <laughs> another experience. I ha- I'm i having a ton of fun. The thing is, it is Skyrim. It is a good game. So you're kind of like, okay, it's a tech demo. I'm going to play for 30 minutes, check things out, check my mods out. And then you're like, you know, you get lost. I talk to 15 NPCs in Whiterun, and all of a sudden I'm immersed in this world with a bunch of things going on, and there's an arrow in my knee. Um <clears throat> Yeah, and I'm about to, so it's actually going to show it in a second. So I'm going to grab the that. bones and move the bones. If you, if you tab there. ahead a minute, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick up the bones and try and make it talk while that NPC is blah blah blahing and eat her with it. Yeah. But you you can pick up the skeletons and, and do things. So it this wasn't in the base game. So the major complaint about the base game is like you're charging me eighty dollars and you did the bare minimum. Mind you, the bare minimum's good, but they really didn't do a lot. And the mod community has come to the rescue and like. That's a lot of work into a lot of these mods. Now, some of it's janky, and some of it's just getting used to the buttons, because like we talked about Assassin's Creed, there's a whole button schema you got to get used to in this game. Hmm. But um, it's amazing. So there's a clip. If you want to see some, a more gross one, though, I really want you to see the funny clips. All right, I'm going to put the funny yeah. ones up. Did you want you want audio with these? Do they require it? Uh, no, it doesn't. Yeah, maybe audio, sure. But okay. it's, you know, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. You won't see it for a bit, but here it is. Okay. Oops, why is it not? I think it sounds coming There's out of something else. Yeah, I don't remember uh, that. Final Fantasy in the video is still playing. You want something like more gross one, though. I really want you to see the funny clips. Oh, look at you. You grab that guy and just stab him in the neck over and over? Do they need require it? Yeah, no, it doesn't. Maybe audio, sure. But it's just watch me just go. I'm still learning how it works, right? So I'm being awkward. So I'm like, where's my sword? Okay. I'm just like stabbing him like so despicably. It's hilarious. But like. I'm also really low level, so I don't do a lot of damage. Oh, that's great. You know, you sort of forget. So I think I overkilled him. I think he was just dead and I was stabbing a corpse at one point. That's but great. The, it's fun and visceral in a way. Like, I haven't played in another game. Now, I hear Blade and Sorceries like this, and that's a good, like, new game. So mm-hmm. I'm probably going to check that out a lot sooner now. But um, oh, that's probably my summon. Sorry, it's the second video. Right. It's okay. Oh, it it, it was just such a 
freaking oh, fun experience, boy. like to be oh, able to, to grab people. So that was what propelled me to, to, to do the Skyrim. Was like wow. I have to get this mod. Yeah, that was like I have to like be able to grab people, put my put a knife around their neck, stab them, and you know Skyrim. I'm like I'm gonna join the Dark Brotherhood uh, to do the assassin missions. Like it's gonna be freaking awesome. All in like first person. Uh, this second clip is just also the physics will break your summons it's like i patted my skeleton summon on the head and it disintegrated <laughs> wow so how hard um, was it to find to is there a is there somebody like clumped these all together and said here this this package of mods is what you yeah, need yeah one of the big ones the ultimate one has like 200 or something like that so there's all these different mods that the skyrim vr modding community is there so if you're going to play this you got to have a first the xcse which is just some baseline script extender does something to help the other mods out. There's a few just foundational mods that have dependencies on other mods. And so there is like a one-stop shop install that people have put together because there are so freaking many. But you do got to play around with it to get the results you want. I didn't use that. I custom... (laughs) So the last time I streamed was Saturday and I was like, I'll be back on Sunday. And I didn't come back online till Wednesday because I spent four days of my free time researching the mods, how to do mods. Like I never really modded Skyrim before what to do, what's up to date and what I needed. So I'm familiar with all the mods. I'm still tweaking uh, the play experience, but I've got it in a pretty good place. Um, So there's one that gives you a player avatar. The vanilla game just gives you hands like an Alex, but people like the avatar. It's kind of necessary because it's a dependency on other mods. So I've got to play with the player avatar. There's mods to add new spells, but in particular for VR, you also get the Alex gloves where you can target an item and also gravity gun it up to your hand. Yeah. That's fun. But, you know, I did something like it's dangerous too. Like, I don't think you can do a fist fight. And I got into a fist fight with a warrior woman and she beat the shit out of me. I was like, I'm not hurting it. She's just like, man, 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 in VR, just getting my ass pounded. It was hilarious. And then a guard like said something shitty to me. So I was like, shut up. And I gave him a slap in the face. And then all the guards unsheathed their weapons and murdered me. <laughs> They're like, get him! And they just killed me. It's so cool because the game world is, is an actual full game world designed for 2D. So when you're in it in 3D, it's a really great experience. And I don't think we're like, I've played ports like Cyberpunk. Yeah. It's just a viewport mod. This does so much more because you can also use just the baseline mods to improve things. The other thing is about Skyrim is to change weapons, you usually have to go through a menu. So I have a spell wheel mod. So I just bring up a huge dial of images and just pick the one I want so I can quickly change spells out in the fly, hands-free. There's so much cool innovation going on in this game. The only problem with Skyrim is that I've played it before. I haven't played the DLC, so that'll be new content. Mm -hmm. But... um, I'm interested potentially and also I've never played any Fallout games. Fallout 4 VR got a lot of slams against it too, but it's a fresh experience. I may actually take the plunge on a Fallout 4. You know, it's a more recent game. Is that modded VR up stuff. too? They got lots of mods for that? Yeah. 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 It's modded. Like Bethesda games, like Skyrim's obviously number one. It's the John of mod, modded games, the mod communities. Yeah, because we were saying you're number one at everything, John. So oh right, yeah, it's the John. It's it's Skyrim is the John of mod communities. I think Uh, maybe yeah. I think now now that World of War, uh, one would could argue World of Warcraft would would also have a lot of mods. I think Skyrim's 
It's crazy. I, I don't know, them. man. The amount of times I've played Skyrim and never actually played it because I just spent so much time downloading mods for it. That game yeah. is insane. How many mods? So, yeah. One of them for it. One of the mods I have makes the you know the, there's myriable women. Well, I think men and women, but anyways, there's a mod that makes the men and women a little more, a little less Nord <laughs> and then more, you know, pretty. Let's say like <laughs> it beautifies uh-huh. some of the marryable and romanceable NPCs. Yeah, but it also it's a foundation for some more. I mean, there's a full okay. There's a mod called Osex that is just full sex simulator. I don't yeah. have that one installed. Yeah, but it's a foundational one. You could mod this thing to just be a full that if you wanted to. Um. But it does have buxom and good-looking character models that are nude. And so I forgot in Skyrim that when you take their armor, you take their armor. So at one point, you know, there's a necromancer, a very young, blonde, buxom lady. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want her robe. And I took her robe off, and then boom, I just got full nudity. And I'm streaming, and I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) 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 I'm, like, streaming, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I have my hand up covering the spot where she, I'm like, I can't show this on stream. Oopsies. I I have to think twice before looting if I'm going to stream this game. Um, Wow. So all that to say is, uh, so far, I really, really like Skyrim VR mm. a lot. Okay, and um, if any, if someone's, if you're willing to do the legwork, I think vanilla. It's not as bad as they're saying, but they've uh, justly earned those reviews for not doing as much work as they could have. But it's still a decent experience. Yeah. Too expensive. Wait for a sale. Yeah, it's a decent VR experience. Decent. But if you, oh, I like. But this. if you want a mod, you're gonna get. A fun experience. I'm gonna start saying uh, decent so far, instead of decent. Dece. Can I do that? Am I allowed? Yeah, decent. Okay. Yeah. Decent. I like it. It's a short form. I short shorted it. Yeah, I know. It saved you a whole <laughs> syllable. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so I could go on and on about it. I'm probably gonna be playing some more. So I'm. We'll be bringing it up again. Yeah. Uh, but um, was unexpected. Uh, this, and it, it's a good time. You know, we were t- you guys returned. Uh, I think John did. I don't know if you, but you did a little bit to Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. kind of missed the boat on that, but you know, it oh, feels there a like mod a good for that too? time there... an opportunity to return to an old game and play through again. I'm kind of like, and the mute, the classic music. And, you know, if you haven't played World of Warcraft for a while and you get back and you're in your favorite zone, like Grizzly Hills, and you're like, oh, this music, man, it just. So, but does it, do they have a mod, uh, or sorry, do they have a VR mod for that thing for, for Mass Effect? That'd be cool. I don't no, I doubt they do, no. But. I mean, no, I don't think so. Um, the one they're working on that I saw that was big, yeah. was a big release. Well, Half-Life 2 is coming soon, but no, um, one just got released by that guy. I think it was, hang on, I got to Google it. It's a, I think it was a pretty big one. Oh, Final Fantasy VII. Oh, okay. Um, really? Yeah, new. Yeah. So that's I a, don't know why. Do it you, doesn't seem like a right the right one, but he does have... This guy has a Patreon that earns him like good cheddar. I can't remember, but it's like fourteen fifty a month. Or no, he has his lowest tier for VR stuff is thirteen fifty, and he had like a thousand or more. Like stuff. I don't know, he's making he's making good bank on these mods. So I think uh, awesome. yeah, Final Fantasy IV Remake Integrate is the next VR. And you're like weird in Elden Ring. You can play VR games in third person. That's fine. So if you just want that depth and experience. Yeah. But I will say those mods, you have to turn the graphics down on them. The nice thing about Skyrim, because it's an older game, I can crank that thing to the me- pedal to the metal, yeah. load it up full of mods, and I'm like, I'm good. Super sampling all the way to the top. 
yeah. screw your DLSS. I don't need the savings on my, <laughs> and I can stream it at the same time. Like you know, it's it's uh, <laughs> screw it's, you uh, DLSS. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need your I don't need your <laughs> pixel savings um, uh, be- because it's an old game. Yeah. Like it's not you know uh, so. His mods are for new games. They're more technically intensive, I think. And sure. so you have to really turn on the graphics. So there's a trade-off. Yeah. That's more of a novelty. The, the, the mods that are doing well is the Skyrim VR. It's not, actually not a mod. The base game is VR. But yeah. um, the mods for it are fantastic. Half-Life 2 is going to be great because it's just going to be Alex in Half-Life. So I are know. You, are you just getting the mods directly out of Steam Workshop, or are these part of their uh, store? Nexus mods and a few are hosted on their own site because mm. they have issues with Nexus mods and yeah, they're yeah. still respected, but they're, they're on their own sites. No, I paid a monthly sub to Nexus mods because they cap at two megabyte download speeds. Yeah. Some of the mods are like full gigabytes of. One of them was like a hundred gigabytes. That's like how I'm they just get like. I'm like, all right. I'm, here's your ten bucks. I need, I need the. If I'm gonna play this, I need the full 4K texture packs. I need, I need it all, yeah. except for the sex stuff. I'm gonna skip. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip that stuff. Yeah. There's other, yeah. I, I just, no thanks. I think it's. It's not your chance. Tried it. It's. <laughs> <laughs> he has it dominatrix it, simulator. If yeah, you yeah, it is what it is. It's a different game. Mm-hmm. It is what it. Is. I, I don't. I want to be concentrating on Dovakin stuff, not on. Procreation. Procreation. Provakin. Provakin. There was a joke in there somewhere. I, I for your balls. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need. I don't need that. Although maybe who knows? If I do get married in the game, we may want to consummate, and I may. Yeah, just temporarily put install a, it. Put an O sex ring on it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So stream yeah. it, but do and this the whole time. Look up like. That. <laughs> I can't, I can't show I you can't what show I'm you doing, but know that it's very pleasurable. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, yeah, that I'm impressed with it. It still feels like an old game, but I'm I got sucked in. I'm like I, I'm going to play for an hour. Next thing you know, it's three in the morning, and I don't want to stop. I'm like, but I need to get to Windhelm. You know, like mm. it's yeah, it's that's good. Got you by the tail. This old ass game. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. A few other things to mention on the gaming front. I lost my castle in V Rising. Oops. <laughs> oh, you lost it. I thought it said castle done. I see now it says castle gone. Oh castle man, gone. that means mine's gone. Crap. I'm not that sad. I really liked that game and wanted to make it a thing, but I, I realized I just play too many different games. It's still in early access. You I'm know, still looking for that thing that's my game in V Rising. I was really excited about it, but I pulled a bow. Yeah, and you know it was fun while it lasted. I had a week off work when I played it. I'm excited to see what that thing is on full 1.0 release. That's my thing now. I'm like, I think so too. I feel like the like I still have a few bosses to kill, but the content it really felt like unless I was going to really get serious about PvP, there's nothing to do, and the PvP felt like a lot of self management. Like you'd have to get 20 people on a server agree to do PvP and be dicks to one another, and I'm just like, I don't. I don't have the friend group anyways. So server's still up though, right? And I don't judging by some of the interactions of people, not that there were very many, but a few people were like, Hey, you're you're farming my stuff. (laughs) Oh really? (laughs) In the B Rising chat. I was like, All right guys, play nice now. Oh nothing terrible. I just saw a few interactions that were a little territorial. I'm like, maybe I should turn PvP in. This is how vampires (laughs) this is how vampires get into vampire war. They start taking each other's trees. That's true to life. Right? If if you're vamping 
someone else's uh, feeding ground. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're, it's a, it's you're vampi- chopping. It's vampire yeah. beef. You don't want to be chopping down your neighbor's trees and then pretending you're yours. I get it. Yeah. I totally that's get a good, it. That's a good analogy. I almost bought Furthest Frontier because of your recommendation last week. I didn't do yeah. it because I had this one game rule this week. So, so why should you I won't get... finish that game? There's no ending. There's... That's okay. <laughs> That's like going to put you behind on your completion list. <laughs> put me behind on everything. But how? So, still great. I assume you're loving it. I played a shitload of it. Um, I streamed a shitload of it. And funny enough, it's like that game. Actually, a lot of people were interested in it. My viewership was as strong as Elden Ring's uh, on stream for that, which I was quite shocked by, mm. um, considering the kind of game it was. And then I went to play Skyrim, and only the hardest of hardcore stuck around. But um, <laughs> Farthest Frontier was uh, is really it's really good. I played through. I've done all the tech tree, got all the instead um, buildings, tried it all out, mm-hmm. tried a few different maps. I've built the city as high as four hundred people. That one was off stream because, like, when I say like I'm done streaming and going to bed, sometimes it's hard and. I no, I get you. you don't go to bed and get yeah. another hour or two in there, and I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Mm. Um, but that game is earning my respect, and I got to say, the Kingdoms Reborn account followed me today. Oh. I was like, oh. oh, oh, so I'm probably gonna have to give that a check out too because mm. I'm flattered by the follow. Yeah, so I did the follow back, and I was like. Maybe there's a core listener amongst the Kingdoms Reborn people, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of nice. That's a genre I like, and well, maybe I'll check out their game. Can't remember so, the game Kingdom. Oh, I know this. It's just another one of these in early access. Um, there's like number of them, but like pedigree wise, none of them stuck out to me. Like Farthest Frontier, and you know, I'm being a bit of a snob about Banished. I love Banished so much; it's the best. Banished is pretty good, but um, and so all these pretenders. Oh, I the own throne. Kingdoms Reborn. That's why this is familiar. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, now? I got a code for it forever ago. Um, it was oh, very so early on in, in their early access. I don't. I think I installed it and haven't played it yet. So the big, thi- the interesting thing. Let me wishlist it now. I'm not going to get to it right away. The interesting thing is this has multiplayer. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty sweet. You know, I look at it, it has different biomes, it has multiplayer. It's got like a sieve kind peng- of thing when you zoom out. Actually, they've added penguins, so, you know. <laughs> when you zoom way out, I feel like it's it looks a lot like a sieve game uh, with yeah. a lot of that kind of micro or macro management. And then when you zoom in, it's like, oh, no, you're building a full-on town in here, and there's a city inside this. And yeah, but it, it has a lot of the staples. Uh, I'd be willing to give it a try. There's some stuff in Farthest Frontier that isn't in... Spanish that I was a little grumpy about, but now that I've played for a while, I'm like, oh, totally fine with it. So, you know, it's that whole wow thing, right? Like, the text is the wrong font. I don't, I'm not happy with this new Final Fantasy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> things are different. You just give it some time and you realize it's fine and maybe yeah. even better. Sure. So, so I feel I've earned that with Farthest Frontier. Um, so I like it, and I, maybe Kingdoms Reborn I should uh, take a second look at. There's a lot of uh, very positive reviews about this game. I mean, both of them yeah. are getting good yeah. reviews. I but, mean, yeah. overall, they're good. It's fun. It, So this genre suffers from that, because like, whenever I'm looking at the comments, I'm looking for the people who are going to compare it to Banish. Yeah. So I think... People play it and they might like it, but then you know, I want I want to know someone who likes Spanish what they think of me. You know, if they're like, eh, it's not it's a pretender to the throne, then I'd be like, okay, well, you guys might like it. It's not what I'm looking for. Well, here's what this guy said. He says it's a great game. It's a mix of civilization with banished. So there, there that you works. go. There How about this go. one? This guy says a more modern banished. Says this guy. Yeah. Uh, 
Someone else, let's see. Reminded me of Banished. Says another guy. <laughs> I like the way you're saying Banished. 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 <laughs> it's Banished. Yeah. So like, I don't know. Uh, banished like seems, banished, to, banished seems like to be it. a really important uh, watermark for a lot of City Builder fans. Uh, like yourself. You like that Banished. Yeah, it's a classic. Um, Justin also in the chat room wants to know if I can keep the V server rising. I'll let you guys know if I plan on shutting it off. This game, so my Valheim server is still going. I don't love paying money for nothing, but I these are there are several games that are on my early access daily check-in list. Like I've, I'm on their Discord. I keep it in my Steam library. That's Valheim, V Rising, War Tales, and Baldur's Gate Three. Those oh, yeah. are like my big, and I guess Farthest Frontier is now on that list. Yeah, it's kind of annoying <laughs> that I have all these games that I have to check in with, you know, just to keep track of because they're not fully out yet. Yeah. But at the same time, it's fun to have news and things, reasons to get back into your favorite games. So, um, I don't plan on closing. I'll let you guys know if I plan on closing it. But I feel like this is a game I can, you know, yeah. if there's, we'll see how frequent their updates are. If they're if they're as slow as Valheim, I might give it a second thought, but. Oh, yes, Valheim's notoriously slow with their updates. It's been a year and a half or more, and like they've released updates, but there's been no new biome. Or maybe yeah. there's been one. Yeah, there's a, yeah. The one was close to after launch. I don't know. I've only ever played. There's been no updates during the time I played. Very little. Some small ones. I played it on my Xbox. Um, I forgot to tell you guys about that about a month oh. ago when it first hit Game Pass, and I thought, oh, let's just see how this looks on you know, with a controller on Game on Game Pass. It looked good, played good, it's fine. Valheim's yeah. on Game Pass? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought it was next year. Nope. They put it out early. Well, I don't know if they did it early, but they, it's definitely... You played on your PC with your controller? Or is it you on? can, but I played on my Xbox, so... Okay. All right. Yeah, it oh. looked good. Looked good on my TV. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, that's that's great. Yeah. So, uh, it's a good good game. Also, a voxel game, I believe, like... Voxel Doom. Oh, everyone loves a good Voxel. There's game. also a VR mod for that, but it looks janky. I'm waiting. <laughs> and also for Deep Rock Galactic, I gotta check in on. Yeah, get in there, see what's going on with those guys, because yeah, you can't let. Anyways, that I'm I'm rambling. Skyrim VR. It's uh, Skyrim VR. Play it. It's your game of the week. Um, all right. Oh, mashup. Oh yeah, we got a mashup. Check this out. So get this mashup from Jamie. I don't know what the. Oh, do I have the votes? Crap. Let me check. Oh, here it is. Our current tally. As to who said the name, which, by the way, the name of this one is Bridge Over the River Schmidt. Okay, that's the title. Uh, Scott, 41%. You guys know me too well. Uh, Bo, 34. John, 25. How did you guys I, vote? I voted for you because Schmidt seems exactly <laughs> like the name you would come up with. Uh, so I know to. the... What's unfair is I know the answer to this because I remember. Oh, you remember this? This, this is I actually... I, I guess I'm putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> it turned out to be wrong, actually. I shouldn't say that. That'd be funny. I was. remember, but mm. I'm I'm fairly confident. Well, I don't know if I want to say or not if, with my level well, of confidence. Well, don't say like it yet because uh, we're going to play it and we'll find out because I don't remember this at all. Uh, maybe I, I should say it. Or write it just... on a copy of today's newspaper. Yeah. And, right. hold, and then hold it up. Uh, the camera. And then uh, write it on my hand. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you do a voice. You have your voice go, hello, I'm being garbled by the secret thing I'm doing. And you just do it like that. <laughs> you don't it just seems like a go to right, Scott so, name to me. Yeah. So, like, 
So you see, some, you saw some pen on my hand. <laughs> yeah, I saw your pen. Real quick. Yeah. I didn't right, see the right. answer, but um, all right. So he's written that on there. Was, I was like, how do I do this without revealing the answer? Yeah, well, I like, did it good. All right. all right, here we go. I'm playing it. Nothing makes that stuff seem more weenie-ish than when you yeah, look at the Phil actual Spencer, problems. We need your help. I think Phil Spencer might be the new Messiah. Sorry, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta leave. I uh, make my point as I go out the door. This is the way I'm turning my lights on. It's getting dark in here. I had excrement-related problems this week, too. Whoa. Do we want to know more or no? I pissed my pants. Whoa, what? Tell me. Yeah, well, I sat down to take a shit, and then I went to go for a pee, but, you know, my pecker was aimed out of the toilet bowl and peed into my pants. And (laughs) (laughs) and I'm at work without a change of clothes, and I'm like, Frank! I had an infraction, but it didn't result in me going to jail. Right. Like, if you look, if you bite a girl on the neck too hard, she'll let you know. I bit a boob too hard. Oh, geez. Oh, man. I don't want to know any of this. Why do I know this? These things happen. As you learn how to do things properly, maybe there was the bite. It was, you know. Man, this this whole episode should be called Bo TMI. (laughs) Yeah, Bo TMI. He's learning so much. Damn. And he's 81 now, and he's probably not putting his semen in anyone's underwear now. That's my thinking. It's like our job here is just to give Jamie stuff to put in the We don't just up. say the news. We also deliver our deductions. That's right. I, That's you right. know, I've thought about this, and at 86 years old, I do believe his semen is not going in the underwear of other people. <laughs> killed me. You didn't bite like a nipple off like a cigar and spit it out like... No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no, no. But it left a mark, and it was not appreciated, and I didn't realize that until after the fact, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll be more careful in the future. <laughs> yeah. See, and Marv, Marv Albert didn't do any of that. He just went, get on the bed. Here's my semen. Bah. The good news is there's a new skate game, Skate 4. People are excited okay. about that. Are you all right? What happened? I spilled my coffee. <laughs> fucking, sorry, it's a nut house in here today. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> this might be my favorite look show this, already. Look at this. My leg is like all Oh, yeah, you're all wet. You look like you peed. <laughs> like your thing with the seat lid that everybody oh knows Oh, my about gosh. That. This episode is so good. But I was just walking away <laughs> mid-sentence. <laughs> like an like old man just, I will make my point from across the road. <laughs> What's the other one? Kim's Convenience. Like st- uh, sh- Shit's Creek. Bridge over the River Schmidt. Oh, Shit's Creek. But bridge um, over the... Co- oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I have to tell that the to my wife. over the river Schmidt. Okay. <laughs> that was you, dude. Oh, my yeah, gosh. It was Bo. So, oh, you wrote it. Yep, it's Bo. You did it. You remember yeah. that? Bridge I remember it because I know the bridge over the river Kwai as a real movie starring Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. It's yeah, that's literally. Uh, I, I was. I'm shocked by this one. That sounds like something I would only say. I was I'm, shocked at myself for getting it wrong. I was like, "How could you?" That's I like feel like he was movie. channeling you with the mess up. Yeah, like yeah, he said it, but I feel like he was pulling inspiration. Yeah, it definitely sounds like some dumb thing I've Are you said before. That's a bad influence. I'm saying I'm an influence, not a bad one. Just an influence. <laughs> yeah, it's just an influence. Uh, well, well done. That was great. Enjoyed it. Uh, awesome, Jamie, as always. Jamie's got COVID. Uh, so COVID to Jamie. Hope you feel better, dude. I think he's already feeling better. 
Uh, Sorry, it's uh, not funny. I hope you feel better. I know. Dude. It's really going around, man. The thing is, is the way Scott said it, it sounded like you said COVID to Jamie, like you were just gifting oh, it. wishing like, it to him. Thanks no. for the mashup. Yeah. COVID for you. Yeah, COVID to Jamie. Co- COVID to Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, Jamie. COVID to Jamie. All right. Uh, here's email. That's a good question. We got an email from a listener. Uh, this is an email that came to us at talktothecore at gmail.com from Eric, who says, hello, core dudes. I have a question for Bo about his feelings toward genuine interaction in VR. I feel like you speak of it jokingly for the most part. I can't tell if the times you say a person trolls a server or space is funny or if there are if they're sorry, if they are a hindrance to legitimate interaction. It seems like you love the chaos because you are able to sit back and enjoy it. But some people are not. I'm not trying to judge or say one way or the, is the right way. My real question to you is do you believe VR space has space for everyone? Or do you just have to be okay with craziness happening all around and that's the way it is? Is there room for people who want a deep experience because they can't find it in physical time and space? Love the show. Eric. It's an interesting question. What, um, what do you think of that? I is mean, it, this, is, this, this doesn't just apply to VR. It's true. It doesn't. Like, apply, you know, like we are teabagging conversation. Like, obviously, <laughs> nobody wants a teabag in their face. No. And if you were to ask me, like, you know, in a mature, responsible world, everyone should have a nice, pleasant ex- online experience. But it is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, will appre- I won't do it, but I will appreciate the humor. You know, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, people get hurt or people get offended. Or like you're saying here, it's not funny to everybody. And I understand that. Sure. So it's always good when it's like in a safe direction. They call it punching up, I guess, or punching evenly at a pier. But like, yeah, it's that it's that sort of thing. So I think if that's what you're getting at, I don't know what comments you're specifically talking about, like trolling a server or space. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes it's funny. Like, I guess he's talking about the Barack or the Barack Obama with the emoji jizz guy. You know, oh. like. I don't remember that. Did we talk about that? Well, it was in VR chat. Yeah. So there's there like one of the guys was just going around humping other people, right? Like, yeah. well, in particular, someone with a very hot avatar, like, you know, full body motion, was dancing around, was yeah. being very provocative. Probably sure. a dude. Um, and that, you know what? That's fine. That's fine, the whatever. great thing about VR chat. It makes you question all kinds of things about your identity and sexuality. If yeah. it's a female avatar there, does it really matter who's on the other side? All that kind of stuff. But anyways, it's funny, but also it's rude. And I think, I don't know if everyone has the same thing, but it's vacillating between just a love of immature humor, but also I don't want anyone to get hurt. Yeah. I get and it. I think, I think it's not that I pick one side or the other. It's just that, you know, it's immature humor, you know, like it's just, it's just hard not to laugh at some of this stuff, but at the same time, you know, yeah, I don't like anyone to get hurt. So I feel like that's, so, I mean, VR experiences are going to be designed for the most part. If it's by large responsible companies to not promote any of this, but people find a way to do this stuff. Like, you know, people logging in and call of duty with voice changers, pretending to be someone for, yeah, it happens all the time. Those, you know, it's like mm-hmm. happens all the time, but there is a difference between mean spirited play and kind of innocent trolling. Like, I think there is a level of trolling that is funny without being harmful, and there's pe- people just being total dicks. And I, there definitely is a spectrum, and not everyone sees the hurt that they do with what they do. I think there's a lot of that on YouTube, right? Yeah. 
Like some pranksters are just actually freaking awful, and I don't like that stuff. No, I hate that stuff but, too. I feel like it's like an MMO a little bit. We talk about Final Fantasy fourteen and <laughs> your ability to sit in the town square and play music all day. It's not really trolling, but it's it's being a part of the game world in an unintended way or a way that isn't natural to the normal flow of what you're to do in the game. And that's true of people who show up and dance or big groups are making, you know, I don't know, just stuff happen in town because of the way that they're doing it. This happens in WoW, happens everywhere. I think that that kind of emergent stuff, again, when it's not aimed at hurting somebody, is kind of great. Like, I like that stuff. Um, but but it And it can be funny as crap. Like some of the meanie stuff you see, I'll watch some of the videos in VR chat or of VR chat. Some of the stuff that happens in there is outrageously weird. And I really mm-hmm. love it. But I'm not going to like any of it that's like mean or rude or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Treat, treat so, you know, bad. there's, yeah, there's, there's a vibe, I think, to overall chaos or trolling. And for me, like I, you know, people want to get fair about who's, going to get in trouble versus who's not that's usually you throw the baby out with the bathwater in those situations because you know there's always the worst people that ruin something that doesn't take it that far or something like that you yeah, know yeah um so i like craziness and chaos in in these spaces it's funny but you know there's definitely people that do get hurt um you know who get seriously harassed you know like a funny prank might be to like where it's gone wrong, a good example of it is like swatting on Twitch and live stream, right? That's terrible. Yeah. It's awful. People yeah, get hurt. People have gotten killed over it. It's, it's a prank, but it's horrible. It's the worst thing. Not funny. Yeah. But, you know, teasing your streamer if they know you, like how uh, people came to John's defense in my stream telling me they were playing solitaire as soon as I started my stream after last week's core mm-hmm. is, you know, good ribbing, appreciated, great, like funny. And uh, so. It's yeah. I think I think feel if that answers your question, Eric. I think it does. Um, it answers mine. I, didn't I really believe have the one. VR space has, it does have space for everyone, and I think like even with VR chat, like you don't have to go public. You can make friends, go to private rooms, and just be with the people that you're okay with being, and and vet them, and go out with groups in public, just like you might do in real life. Yeah, and know? guess what? So, this is this yeah. is going to scale like the internet does and it will be a lot like that. There are places you can go on the internet that are dark un, unholy holes that suck. Don't go there. And there are plenty of places that are not. It's going to be like that. Yeah, and I hope it's so, like that because that means that there's there it won't be so tightly controlled by three companies or one government or something and that that needs to be open and big and available. It needs to grow like the web did. I think yeah, it's funny. Ever since a few weeks ago, since we did that, I've been having uh, <laughs> like <laughs> this this like periodic DM exchange with Dan Patterson about VR. We're all like, oh, we're Dan's just great. Chewing out our thoughts on, on VR, and it's like hate it, but also it's exciting. Is you know where you kind of land at it because it's like you know VR. I think it's a tough sell until you really get into it and find something that you like about it. And like because mm-hmm. clearly for me, I'm like. I almost feel like I'm in a cult sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and not everyone listening is going to be into the VR stuff. Sure. But I do think an aspect of the future, I do. I can see a VR headset in every home, a VR headset for everyone. I see the potential there. And these will bring about new questions. Uh, well, like by the way. wants to get 3D cameras. Like, you can, you can get live stream 3D oh, yeah. cameras and stream, like, 
not many people have headsets, so we'd have barely any engagement. But uh, there are full-on content creators that create in 3D, that live stream in 3D. And um, the future of broadcasts like YouTube and stuff might be like feeling like you're literally sitting across the table from the people who are hosting content. It's kind of... That's the dream. It's a whole other world, and it's just the beginning. Yeah, I agree. We're in the Wild West period. Also, Dan Patterson, shout out to him. They had a beautiful, healthy baby girl a couple of days ago. Nice. And uh, congratulations to his new fatherhood and his wife and his little his little girl. Uh, I think he's still, he's probably listening more now because he's got to be getting up and feeding that baby and stuff. Oh, John got up to pee or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. He pulled a bow. Yeah, Uh-oh. he pulled a bow. Uh, that's all right. Here you go. That's your emails. Uh, talk to the core at gmail.com. If you want to be like Eric, be like him and send us an email and if you want to also be very cool you can support us on patreon patreon.com slash core show it's a great place to do it and it really helps us out a lot uh, so please do that if you want Bo to have his fully virtualized 3d vr avatar head one day well support us here and maybe we'll we'll get closer to his goal imagine me but max headroom but me yeah max uh, uh, yeah exactly Bo headroom is one way of putting it um, all right. Uh, what else? <laughs> I think that's everything. Uh, oh, like a uh, frog- sideways slam against bowheadroom. <laughs> Everyone at bowheadroom. There you go. Frogpants.com slash core is our website. Talk to the core at gmail.com. Core pod, oh, no. John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, Bo Schwartz. Uh, I don't know if John's going to be here to do his old lady. John needs to do the recap. People have been commenting, like, I need to know what games were talked about at the end of the show. Yeah, he got up and left. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, we'll we'll we delay time? for him. Uh, boy, that I, farthest frontier sure is far and frontierish, man. I don't know. I fell asleep after the. <laughs> I fell asleep after the dear Martha. No games this week. Is that your I, voice? Is that the lady voice? Wow. Not, not really. I don't know how I feel about that. Voice. I don't know. Um, well, look, we'll have him save up. I tried. He'll, he'll do it next week. He'll knock it out of the park. Uh, hopefully, everyone's okay over there. Sometimes I worry because he's got a little baby. You know, you don't want the yeah baby uh, alert, baby alert. Oh, the kid ate a you know. A freaking rock and he can't breathe or something that'd be terrible <laughs> he ate weird eggs <laughs> yeah he ate weird eggs oh my gosh never do that to your kid um all right that's gonna do it for us thank you all for watching and listening and hanging out with us tonight we really appreciate it go play some video games and we'll see you next time This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Wesker.